going, Mama. And things are gonna change around here. Which you? That's Satan's power. It's nothing to do with Satan, Mama. It's me. Me. If I concentrate hard enough, I can move things. You're listening to a podcast on the Black Fur Network. Hey, welcome to the After Horror Podcast with me, Paul. Me, Dan. Me, Chair. And Devin. <laughs> Hello, my man. Devin from... Oh, sorry. Yeah, Devin from... Uh, used to do the Horrible Podcast. Spell it, Devin. That's right. H-O-R-R-O-R-B-L-E Podcast. Brilliant. I was trying to do it earlier. It was fucking me up. <laughs> <laughs> really fucking me up. Yeah. We can't tell you what we did this week apart from talk lots about horror movies. Yeah. Sometimes the one we watched. Enjoy. Bye. What have we been up to? We'll start with you, Devin. Uh, recently, uh, I'm actually working from home right now. So you're looking at me not only in my little uh, my guest podcasting studio, but this is my my workstation too. <laughs> I'm wearing the same headset that I wear when I uh, when I work with uh, students from home. So yeah, I've been doing a lot of virtual teaching and stuff. Been out of the podcast game for a while, uh, so that's why I'm excited to be on here and talk some some spooky movies with you guys. It's a shame, man. I really miss your podcast. I know. Yeah, you know. We did what over 500 episodes? Yeah, I think that's right. Was, no, 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 over five years, which would have been around 300 episodes. So it was a highlight. What do you guys? Life. How many have you guys done so far? Uh, well, we do bi-weekly, so we do one every two right. weeks. But we're on what? You've been doing it for a few years, right? Yeah, yeah, coming up for five and a half, I think. Yeah, something like that. Uh, I think we've wow. done about 100, well, on about 110, 114, something yeah. like that. Yeah, you'd think yeah, we'd be uh, better at it by now, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you, you guys are, are going strong. As long as you're still enjoying it, uh, we, we Mostly, just... yeah. Yeah, yeah, it just ran its course on us. But, you know, as we were talking earlier, ours was three movies a week, and it was a weekly podcast, so it was just so many movies. So once you watch, once you once you start digging down into the fucking real crevice of of movies, once you're <laughs> you're at like over a thousand movies and you're just, just looking for anything, you start watching shit and you're just like, man, why did I ever start this one? <laughs> you just run out of movies. <laughs> Doing that many, yeah. Although you guys did some classics, but damn it. Oh, of course, we did all this, some. We did some great ones, and then and then there is some good part to it. Obviously, when you dig that deep, you start pulling out some really you know unearthing some shit that. You're just like I can't believe this exists, and you're, and it's kind of it's nice to kind of discover something like that. Some better ones, yeah. Um, I don't know if you yeah. said uh, so. Devon was part of uh, the horrible podcast. Can you still spell it really fast? I think I probably can. H o r r o r b l e podcast. There you go. Uh, they are basically responsible for this podcast being around. Um, oh, that's nice. Yeah, I mean, you and uh, Skip to the End is like two. You're our parent podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Love to hear that. So yeah, their podcast was. Similar to our podcast, except they actually managed to talk about the films, for the most part. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we let Devin choose a film for this one. So, mate, what did you choose? Uh, yeah, I'm surprised you guys haven't done this one yet, but this the original Carrie, um, Brian De Palma, uh, I want to say 1977, 76, 76 maybe. Yeah. 76, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm happy to, to, to talk that with you. Um, it's... Probably, you know, I, when we talk about our favorite movies, um, all of us, it's, it's 
probably rotating usually, right? Yeah. I don't know. If, it's kind of hard to be like, this is always my number one. But uh, Carrie, since I watched it uh, in uh, early college, uh, has probably been consistently in the top five. Sometimes it's my favorite movie. Sometimes it's my second favorite. You know, it just depends on, you know, what I've recently watched. So, yeah, I'm just happy to, to talk that one with you guys. Excellent. Yeah, I have a, I have a strange history with this one. Yeah, I want to hear it. So I probably saw it for the first time in the 90s. I yes, nice. hated it, but I was young. Oh, sure. I was young. The first time I watched it, I was I was also kind of like, well, I, I went into it looking for like a slasher, spooky horror movie, right? And I was like, that wasn't scary, you know? Yep. But yeah, I can, go on. Yeah, I, I get it. Yep, exactly, exactly that. So yeah, you, you do that. And then I, I honestly hadn't watched it again until last year when I saw it in the mm. cinema. They sort of did a, like a, I think it was the anniversary. And uh, nice. it absolutely blew me away. Like seeing it on the big screen and like with, with mm. a lot of other people, it was, yeah, it was, I got something out of it I didn't get the first time I saw oh, it. Oh, yeah. I'm Obviously glad to hear that's, ex- that's exactly how it worked with me, too. I mean, this was a first time watch for me, so. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, same as. First time I've ever seen it. It's, it's not the no shit. Yeah, it's not one of the weird ones I've mentioned to the guys here before. Like, I had this thing where I used to just stand in my local video store a lot and just stare at the covers. And Carrie was one another one of those covers. It's just a classic shot of her with the flames behind her covered in blood. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's just that it was just that was what was on the cover. And it, every time I walked in, I just end up staring at the cover of it. But I've never That's got good. around to seeing it till now. Uh, yeah, I love those stories of of the covers of video stores. Yeah. I guess we're all at the age where we would go to video stores, and yeah, you, there's those movies in the horror section that they're just like burned into your brain. Like for for me, yeah. there was. There was um, Signs of the Lambs with the Moth was was one that I always saw. Yeah. Uh, and then there were some weird ones. There was one called, like, The Fucking Curse of Pinocchio or some <laughs> shit. <laughs> I just can't forget that, that fucking weird cover. There was Jack Frost, which had a hologram cover. Yeah, I remember that one. Uh, yeah. And then uh, one called, like, The Dentist or something. Yeah. A basket yeah. case I have a specific yeah, memory yeah. of. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> In fact, that's, they've inspired some of my choices on the po- podcast because like, I've never seen them and I probably never would unless I forced myself to. So <laughs> all the ones I remember yeah, from yeah. back in the day, that's what I'm watching now. Or someone else. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that's a, it's one of the good things about doing a podcast, especially horror movies, I guess, is there's a lot of blind spots you have. Like Carrie, I would imagine, is kind of what you'd consider a blind spot. Um, and I had a lot of those too before the podcast. Like... I hadn't seen The Shining until like right around the podcast. And, you know, there's these movies that you're like, I know I should see this. I've wanted people are like, you haven't fucking seen it. I'm like, I'll get around to it. All right. But I'm probably not going to unless I have a reason to. And yeah. that's yep. why the podcast was, is really helpful for that kind of stuff. Yeah. I have a ton of those. Yep. Same, I, so I still many. do. I think. Yeah, uh, I mean, one of the modern ones would be Human Centipede, which I, not Human Centipede. Oh, I haven't um, seen that one either. So, I don't and, plan to. I have. <laughs> <laughs> I don't either. No, that's not one that I would. I wouldn't. Call, I wouldn't be ashamed of that. <laughs> Is that I think it? you're good. It just a bit icky that one. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. It, it, for morbid fascination and watching it and the, the the thing behind it, yeah, but. Once you get into the weeds of thinking about it, like once you turned it off and you're closing your eyes and you're still thinking about the, like the transition of food and things like that, yeah, it, it sticks with you for a long time. So, <laughs> and I don't want it stuck. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want it there. <laughs> you, you don't, I wouldn't go running into that if you're not desperate for no. for that sort of. When I was uh, doing the podcast, there were some movies like that, some like notorious ones, that eventually I was like, I just, I'm just gonna fucking watch this because I'm so tired of those, you know, those. I don't know how to refer to it. these little dumb dumbs that would be like, <laughs> oh, you like horror movies? Oh, you need to see a Serbian oh, film. And eventually I was like, I'm just going to fucking watch it just so I can be like, I watched it. It sucked. Like, <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I've not seen I hated it. people just being like, 
oh, you love horror movies? How about Harry Centipede? How about Serbian film? I'm just like, that's okay. I, I get I get what you're doing. Yeah. Like, but eventually I was like, I just I'm gonna sit down and just watch these so nobody can try to like stump me or whatever. I'm sure I'd watch it. I'm sure I wouldn't be completely devastated. And I'm sure I would be like, okay, that sucked. And they would, at least I'd be able to say I yeah, did yeah. it. Honest opinion. Yeah. Oh, educated yeah, opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of films, not just horror though, that are the same. Like there's massive films that you oh, just God, don't yeah. see. Like, yeah. Geely, but I was, I, was, I was thinking. Back to, <laughs> I was thinking back to the whole um, looking at the the movie covers, though. You don't really have that with any other genre than other than horror. No, nope. it was only their covers that would stick out. And yeah. I don't know what they did at the time or how they they managed. Or if we're just those types of minds. So. That's that's a really interesting yeah. thought. I, I wonder if there's something something to that. It could be that. A lot of those covers that we remember are from like really shitty, low-budget movies. So the only way they can sell people on it are by the covers, right? Yeah. Like I'm the ones I was talking about, like the dentist and Pinocchio. Pinocchio's Revenge is what it was called. <laughs> like, who's gonna watch that movie? Like, it's not like you're gonna go see go to the theater and see a trailer for fucking <laughs> Pinocchio's Revenge. So that, <laughs> that's their one way to kind of grab somebody to be like, oh, that fucking looks fun. Yeah. Oh, that you, say, part you of... say that, but people saw the trailer to Winnie the Pooh and then they saw that. Well, <laughs> that's <laughs> Listen, that's a, this is a different day and age, buddy. <laughs> I'm talking the '90s, but yeah, you're you're not wrong. They already have a sequel on the way, from what I understand. No doubt, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> uh, so, Carrie, I think we saw. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> this yeah, is, yeah, this yeah. Is what happens? So, cheer. Have you got any stats? Yep. Uh, the budget was 1.8 million, and the gross worldwide was 33.8 million. Absolute wow. smash! Yeah, yeah. That's incredible. So. Let's, let me drop some knowledge bombs. I guess that's what, I, that's what I'm here for, baby. Yep. Yeah. Um, but I didn't know that. So that's, I was actually curious about that. I'm glad you, you read those off. Because I, I was curious because this is, first off, this is Stephen King's first book. Yep. So like he, he, he started out with a banger. Like yeah, how, how the right. fuck does, is his first book Carrie? And I love Carrie the book. I, I've read it a few times. Um, and I can attest that it's no joke. Like it's, it's like, it's, you can see his extreme talent in, in just you know writing in general in his first book so to, to see to think that his first book when he was probably in his 20s was given a 1.8 million dollar budget for an adaptation in that time yeah. it's kind of crazy he was paid two thousand eight hundred dollars oh oh really yeah see that's crazy so somebody read that book and was like we this is special and then they were like we're gonna make a movie out of this and then even more surprising honestly like as much as i love the movie carrie i can't believe they, they had that much of a box office you know particularly in 1976 know, yeah, yeah that's just... crazy i love to i love to see that because yeah in, in, this, in the mid 70s it's not like horror was quite what it was no. six years later like, yep, exactly. in the early 80s yeah and, and, and also know. studios didn't have the budgets they didn't have the money to just throw it sort of Right, but also wasn't Travolta pretty big at that point as well? No, this was this was first, then it was Greece, then it was oh, okay. Saturday Night Fever. So, no, yeah, no, other it, way around. So, no, from Fever, what I understand, Greece. actually, also first off, Brian De Palma directing it is crazy, but it was, it was probably one of his first movies. I think he had done like a, a movie called like Sisters or something that was uh, low budget before that. But yeah, Brian De Palma doing it is amazing. From what I understand, they cast. They did the casting for Star Wars and Carrie, I believe, at the same time. <laughs> so they had like Travolta and stuff uh, audition for like Han Solo oh, and no. like vice versa and stuff. From oh. what I understand, because they're both what the seventy six, right? Yeah. The first Star Wars, yeah. yeah. From what I understand, they just did the casting at the same time. 
So there's a universe where John Travolta's Han Solo. From wow. <laughs> That's the same, you... the same universe Nick... Uh, Nick... Wait a second here. Now that I'm thinking about yeah, it, Superman. you're telling me they missed on Carrie Fisher being Carrie? What the oh, fuck? Oh, yeah. Well, originally, it was going to be um, the other girl. Um, I'm curious because they, they definitely nailed it with, with Sissy Spacek, but I'm curious who else it could have been. Oh, it was the other girl in it. Um... Oh, um, Amy... Um... Uh, Amy Amy Irving. Yes, Amy Irving. Yeah, yeah she yeah. Brian De Palma had her in mind, and he was dead set on her playing Carrie. Mm. But the I'm glad. Well, interesting. Yeah, right. The art director's girlfriend was Sissy Spacek, and he convinced Brian Palmer De Palma to let her audition for the the part. And obviously, she's fucking brilliant, so she got yeah, it. Yeah, of course. So she went to but the she... audition. She put baby lotion all in her hair, didn't wash her face. And wore like a, a sailor costume that her mother had made her in like seventh grade and just cut the bottoms off. So she that went is, the extra mile. <laughs> that's good for her. Honestly, in the book, I don't know if you guys are aware. Has anybody read the book? No, no, no not read it. Okay. It's it, it's worth a read, because, especially because it's not uh, 17,000 pages. It's <laughs> only like 250 or so. But um, yeah, she, she's not, she's not uh, written to be like this sweet, young, attractive, glowing woman, you know, young lady. She's actually supposed... She, the way that, that she's even voiced by Stephen King or the narrator is she's kind of gross. <laughs> like, yeah. She's, she, yeah, like even even the narrator and the voice in the in the story is uh, speaking of, of about her as if she's kind of gross and unsightly and stuff like that. So I imagine, yeah, that that, that makes sense. That Sissy Spacek being, of course, beautiful, yep. was like, how I got to make myself ugly for this fucking yep. audition. <laughs> That's exactly what I said the other night when we were watching the film. Like it's like the um, she's all that syndrome where you've yeah, got, yeah, you know, yeah, Rachel yeah. Lee Cook who's supposed to be this ugly girl, but she's Rachel Lee Cook. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. That's that's a difference in the movie from the book, and I like that difference. There's a lot of differences in the movie and the book. They're not they're not huge, but the ones that you know, there's a lot of people who are like they fucking did different in the book. I hate it or whatever. Oh, yeah, it's called I an adaptation for a reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's the adaptation for this book. I think the the um, the liberties that were taken by Brian De Palma are really really strong, and that's yeah. one of them. I like that she becomes this beautiful, um, very sweet uh, woman that you empathize with. And I love that Tommy Ross actually genuinely, you can see, starts kind of falling for her in a yeah. weird way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you do feel so bad for her, right? But oh, my God, yes. Particularly during the prom. Like, yes. she's all happy and, like, she feels like she's being accepted. But you know she's not. You know something really horrible is coming. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah, yes. You, you really feel for her. Like, like I said to you the other night, like, what I really quite enjoyed about that film is it's got almost three endings. So you got the ending mm -hmm. in the the party or what the prom, and that's almost mm -hmm. the John Hughes ending when she gets together with yeah. uh, yes. the guy. Yes. Almost happy. Yes. If you stop there, you have got your John Hughes film. Then you've got yes. the ending where you got the revenge. I don't know, you know what. Yes, I would compare that to in the, the hall again. You could leave it there, and it, it's still a different film with a different tone because she's got revenge against. Yeah, she walks off fade to black. She's yeah. still out there. Exactly, yeah. and like the high school students and everybody's traumatized. Mm -hmm. But no, it goes another step further that she just absolutely fucking demolishes her mother for everything. Then, that you, have the, then you have the fourth ending, the the, the quote unquote carry ending, yeah. which 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 was was then you know taken by every movie thereafter, yep. and was called the carry ending, yeah, like Friday the Thirteenth. The carry ending. Yeah, when when he when Jason jumps out of the the lake and grabs um uh, I forget her name yeah, out I of the boat, remember. and then. 
you have it in a bunch of shitty slashers after that, like The Prowler. They, they were like, no, we can't just like carry change the game. We can't just end the movie. We have to do one more thing. I'd, I mean, I'd love to have seen the, the cinema or the theater audiences like before oh, yeah. the Carrie ending existed <laughs> yeah. because they just would never. We're all sitting there going, is it a Carrie ending or not? Is it like we're, we're half expecting it? You, like, know right. you know, when you see old interviews where they used to stand outside movie theaters and like interview yeah. the people coming out of yes. like, The Exorcist and things. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Traumatized as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you can imagine that's that's how they come out because you know nobody would have been expecting no. that. I no. saw I saw one the other day where they was interviewing like parents who had taken their kids to see Alien, <laughs> and they were interviewing them as they yes, were coming out. Yes, yes, it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna look up. I wonder what what um uh, like Cisco and Ebert thought about Carrie. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I bet they were impressed with Brian De Palma. But otherwise, yeah. They, oh, certainly. Like... Robert Ebert is, is like, he's so hard to sort of judge. He likes weird things and doesn't like great things. Yes, yes, yes. There it's, it is. Yeah. Brian De Palma's Carrie is an absolutely spellbinding horror movie. With a shock at the end, that's the best thing along those lines since the shark leaped aboard in Jaws. All right. Roger Ebert is a fan. Yeah, confirmed. fair enough. As per usual, Stephen King wasn't. <laughs> no, no, apparently not. Yeah. He, he said, this is another one of those films with the myth that uh, Stephen King thought the ending was better than the one he wrote. But I've heard that about literally uh, every <laughs> single Stephen King film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he rarely signs off on usually even his best, his, his better adaptations. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's a prime example of that. That they didn't include in the film, like the uh, right, right. He made Maximum Overdrive. He directed that. (laughs) Oh god, he did. Yeah, (laughs) that's his best Stephen King movie in his eyes. I'd imagine that was in the midst of his debauchery. Oh, it is. He doesn't remember making it. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Yeah, he doesn't remember writing Cujo. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a few books that I'm I'm aware that he did not remember writing. How do you not remember writing something? He was wasted. No, no, yeah, but still, like. you just suddenly yeah. wake up one morning and there's just this epigraph on, on your table of yeah. words. And you're just like, what the fuck? How did that happen? I mean, it must happen like that for him. If you've seen Stephen King books. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> and I'm reading Misery <laughs> at the minute, weirdly. I've tried to read them and they're so jumpy. It, I think I was reading. And oh, it, it because it, it, yeah, the, each sort of chapter is a different oh, jumping back and forth. keep yeah. up with it. It was so hard. That's what she said. Did you guys ever see Dreamcatcher? Yeah. No, I've not seen yeah. that yet. That was, an, that was another what one that he doesn't, doesn't remember writing. It's literally the premise is just like aliens coming out of people's asses. Like <laughs> yeah. he wrote the entire movie, or not the movie, rather the book. No memory. I think that's probably his best work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm a Stephen King fan. <laughs> As noted in this podcast, I think a number of times. <laughs> so yeah, the, the soundtrack was really interesting because he, he yes. used uh, the, uh, the four note part from Psycho multiple times throughout the film and also the high school was called the Bates High School right so yeah Brian De Palma was a huge um well Hitchcock fan there's no no secret there oh yeah could I just get before we get off uh, you say about the casting of um, Sissy Spacek is what I like watching it like I can believe she's 16 because I actually had to look up her age and she's like 27 yeah, when this was filmed, oh, she is only two years younger yeah. than the teacher, and that's what. I, and again, the, what I was about to say about the casting is the teacher and they say her stand next to each other, two years difference. That they look like teacher and uh, student. They really do. I, I didn't realize that she was that old at that point. And yeah, I had to look it up. I yeah. thought she's what is she? Twenty two? No, she's twenty seven. 
Was it after straight incredible. after the shower scene? Yeah. <laughs> no. But... Oh my god! How old is she? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I must admit, I was wondering with that shower scene when they were casting the girls. It was like, like you're in your underwear, you're naked, you're closed, naked, naked, underwear, naked. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 You just line them up and go, just give them the roles. <laughs> I often wonder that about films. I was watching um, something with Jennifer Lopez in the other night. And there was a big close-up shot of her ass, right? And I thought, what has the director said to her here? Right, stand there in a bikini. <laughs> We're just going to zoom in. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe she's just standing there and like they're just zooming in. Yeah, like, I wonder how they construct those scenes, like how they <laughs> voice that out. In fact, the funniest thing was, the second that scene finished, my wife just turned to me and went, female dress rooms are not like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. And I think I, I, I do want to say that De Palma did that um, intentionally to, to kind of, he was, he was presenting what this, this really like gratuitous, like sexual scene. That's not normally like that. But um, then going into the shower scene, actually in itself with the, with the blood, that was also an, uh, like another pretty obvious nod to psycho um, what, with the blood coming down into the shower drain. Yeah. Thing. I think a lot of this movie was a big send up to not just Hitchcock but Psycho. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. He um, in that in that scene, she modelled her reaction after her is it her husband or a boyfriend, the art director. I can't remember. Mm. He'd ha- he'd been run over as a child, and he described to her exactly what happened and how he felt, and that's what she used as inspiration. That's that incredible. Scene. That's cool. That's super cool. Because that watching her in that scene, like. It's uncomfortable. Like it's really uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. Like for so many reasons. Like all at once. Mm-hmm. And even the teacher's like, you know, get it, get it together. Like, geez, and like slaps her. Like, yeah. I don't <laughs> like that teacher at there all. There is so much slapping in this. Film. Oh, I was gonna say. Nineteen seventy-six. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 the coach slash teacher is definitely supposed to be kind of a polarizing character. Yeah. Um, I mean, even both sides of it. Like she's an angel and a demon like all the time yeah, yeah. flip flops throughout that film like for yeah, one minute yeah, she's yeah. screaming at her and belting her then she's whacking another student yeah. and then she's trying to be teacher of the year like saving her and you're like man yeah. what is the tone of this teacher but Brian De Palma is like from what I understand notoriously like hard to work with I, I read that the scene where he slaps um, Chris Chris Harkinson. Yes. Yes. The scene where, where she slaps Chris Harkinson, they, they redid it so many times over and over and over again to the point where, of course, her face was raw and red and it, it just drove both of them crazy. And he just he just did little things like that to like to create real contention between actors slash characters and stuff. Yeah. So like that scene of her getting slapped and that is, is like probably like the 20th take. Uh, I know that the um, the prom scene at the end took days to film. I think they did 35 takes of like that, the, wow. the stage part. That, that scene is insane. Yeah. It's got one of my favorite shots in any horror movie where the camera starts up at the top and tracks all the way down and then zooms in on somebody like hanging decorations yeah. on a ladder or something. Oh, it's just that like is a... crazy, that too. That's yeah. another 1976 thing. There's two students yes. still on the most precarious stepladder of all time. Yeah. It's yeah. about yeah. 50 yeah. feet in the air. Even though, yeah, I said that to my missus. <laughs> like, yeah. no, there's a lot of incredible shots, just not in the movie alone, but especially in that prom scene from beginning to end. What, oh, like yeah. the, spinning, the spinning camera. With the dancing, yeah, it's such a. It was yeah, really interesting exactly. how they did that actually. So the two actors were stood on like a like a lazy susan kind of thing. Do you know? Wow. What, do you have those there? Do you know those? 
yeah, yeah. So they were stood on one of those, and they were spinning in one direction, and the camera yes. was spinning in the other spinning direction. in the other direction. So that's why it's so. I mean, it went on for a bit too long for my <laughs> it liking. Spun me out a little bit. <laughs> well, I, I think the point of it was that it was is really to kind of unnerve you, even though this it's this sweet scene on paper. You're still no you 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 know the whole movie that, like you. That's the the great. Um, dramatic irony of this movie is like even in the sweet scenes at prom they're showing you straight up it's going to end bad it's going to end poorly yeah. you know this so at the more even when you're trying to get invested in these sweet moments and you and they do it effectively then they do something like that and you're kind of and it kind of throws you off a bit to kind of remind you like this ain't gonna end well <laughs> yeah that's actually that's that's a perfect way perfect point because it's like the sweetness sort of makes the horror worse. It's yeah. like even that's horror because it is so like yeah. I don't know. You you feel so bad for her and you know it's coming and like she's happy. Yes, yes. The music's kind of happy and it, it, as a result, it it's dreadful. Yeah. Right. In fact, I got yeah. even more out of that because I didn't realise that Sue and Tommy were being genuine. I thought they were part of the setup. So where he was being so sweet to her, I'm like, oh, you evil cunt. Yeah, he didn't know what was happening, but he did know she was being set up. All oh, right. He was yes, in on because yes, yes. yeah because exactly but when because it's when Sue come around the back of the stage and see the rope and I was like oh oh she's not in because I thought she was there just to see the reaction maybe, maybe he was just in on the joke or in on the prank for them to be prom queen and king yeah so yeah like, I, I don't think he was in on the pig's blood no cause... yeah because the way she was shocked by that I'm like oh oh they were, they were genuine cause that, it flipped me out that little bit I, I think he was just told as much as we're going to get you and um, her to become from king and queen and yeah. that that's where so in his head it was like great you know i'm going to be up there with this actual girl that i'm yeah. starting to to yes. like yeah but even early on in the film you get shades of him sort of being a bit genuine because even when the teacher yeah. uh embarrasses her it annoys yeah him. she she reads her poem and then he just says you're an asshole or whatever yeah like yeah uh, yeah because the teacher was a fucking asshole that got so many assholes in that movie that yeah. was everyone pretty asshole. much yeah. yeah yeah interestingly the main oh, i can't remember her name the main girl that did all the uh pig's blood what the hell chris so her and john travolta they didn't know that the characters going to be such assholes they thought that they were going to be comic relief uh. <laughs> so they didn't know until they saw the film how sort of dark <laughs> their part was Oh, their part is awful. Oh, that, yeah. That's hilarious. I, I wonder if they had read the source material because they're even more diabolical in the book. They're like toxic, abusive. I mean, they are in the movie as well, but but it's not quite as, as dark as it gets in the book. Like they're truly physically, mentally abusive, emotionally, and you, you extremely can, toxic. I mean, the, the, the film does do a good job of hinting towards that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, because I say... Then it never occurred to me before, like, how did they get pig's blood? I thought it just got over like an abattoir or something. The fact that he went in there and smashed his head in with yeah, a mallet, yeah. and they were willing to just do that, you know, that's what it yeah, really is like. Oh, these he are. Was a fucking, yeah, yeah, he's a sociopath. He's an absolute fucking man. Yeah, yeah. so I mean, is she, I and the combination together is like right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, no one writes like shitty teenagers better than Stephen King, though. Yeah, like dark teenagers. Right, right. Because the one that already yeah, all, yeah. always sticks out in my mind is. Um, Who's the uh, the kid in uh, it? Have you read it, Devon? I've not read it. No. Oh, um, there's a character in the book who kills his baby brother. It's not in the film. Mm. But his character in the film, in the book, is oh, it's horrible. He's such a horrible character. Yeah. He writes those perfectly. I think Stephen King had a had an infatuation with like just what am I trying to say? Coming of age type things, and he liked to 
show the raw gritty side of it like even in one of my favorite books that he did or it's kind of a novella it's uh the body oh stand by or, me yeah, yeah yeah stand by me uh it just shows it shows kids it shows boys in like the most genuine raw way that that we used to be yeah, it feels so and, real yeah yeah like usually when you see these kind of movies you're like oh boys will be boys and i'm like no you don't understand boys were that's, bad boys yeah, yeah i mean that's exactly we would walk for miles to woods like miles away like, I, I see enough yeah. memes about like the, our generation versus the next two generations yeah. and right like yeah if you die you just get told to walk it off <laughs> <laughs> i think you're you're a bit younger than us i think uh yeah yeah i'm i'm uh, 35 oh yeah we're, we're in our 40s so yeah we're <laughs> yeah, similar generation. Yeah. you're not far off yeah <laughs> Not far off. It's it's every single day. I know I'm I'm getting closer. Yeah, <laughs> don't we all? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every scene in that prom part is iconic. Every shot of Carrie is iconic. Oh yeah, there, there's that the, the prom scene is obviously iconic. Uh, it, it, it's it could be studied on its own as just that scene. Um, but there are some moments before that. I want to get back to that scene. Obviously, but we're gonna have to. Um. <laughs> But there is some some directorial decisions that happened before that that um, you guys I'm sure will recall that are so bizarre. Like when they're doing, when it smash cuts to them doing jumping jacks as their punishment, <laughs> and they're playing that music like. Funny, so funny to say that. See, my wife again was watching that, and she looked like that. Where the fuck are their sports bras? Like, Brian <laughs> department just like bouncy titties. <laughs> yeah. Not there, there was uh, the scene when they're getting ready for prom and they have like the tuxedo, they're trying on the tuxedos and then it just fast forward. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, that threw me for a loop. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. again, all these things just keep you off center. They just keep you off kilter all the time. Oh, yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, I. I it makes you like am i having a fever dream did that, like did you see that did that actually happen <laughs> yeah there's so many bits like that in the film mm-hmm. um it's like the um when carrie's mum first turns up and you open the door it's like yeah. the contrast of the really white house to her black suit yeah and it's like yes. i know she was supposed to be because i already knew the story so like, i know she was this heavily religious woman but all she depicts is a witch to me yes yes just the way she's dressed like the flowing coat uh, coat she just looks like a witch yeah and then, That's cool. And then yeah. say another cool shot is where they go into the house. And as much as it's all religious icon- iconography, it just looks evil. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Like the way the point you at windows, the way it's all centered. Oh, yeah. Like mm-hmm. Even um, a, a cool shot with the mirror once she repairs it. And it's just a really e- the judgmental Jesus in the background. Yeah. Yes, just yes, awesome yes. shots. Yes, for sure. I like that. Interesting. You know, in her cupboard, there's that crucified thing yep. that, that turns out to be That's- the same way. Yeah, the mum's yes, mother. Yeah. That's not actually yes. Jesus. Saint Sebastian. No, no. Yeah, it's um Saint Sebastian. Uh, yeah, Saint Sebastian. Well, it doesn't represent Jesus at all because I've not been. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a very interesting um, decision. I don't know if that's even in the book from I remember from what I recall. Um, what, what what was his deal? Was did was was he the one who was like was riding a horse and like had his hair caught in a tree and like somebody shot arrows into him I don't, something no like idea. that no. <laughs> yeah yeah i don't no, know i don't think i'd ever very... heard of him till i read that <laughs> yeah that's a detail in that movie that i've i've looked into before and i'm not i can't really quite understand it but whatever it looks cool and it's spooky so <laughs> yeah it does I, yeah because we, we was watching it and i said i said didn't i why is he shot with arrows like, i've never seen a crucifix yeah with jesus oh, yeah, yeah. Arrows, so. yeah a weird glowy eyes yeah 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 <laughs> 
Um, can we give a, a shout out to Carrie for being the first Harry Potter? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a more sucky Harry Potter. Like, she had a way worse time. <laughs> Although, also had magical powers. So Exactly. It does work. Um, I assume you've seen the remake. Oh, yeah. I have seen the remake from like 2016. Yeah. 13. 13, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I have. I, I don't... Remakes are... I don't, I don't attach remakes to too closely to the originals yeah. so i'm never i'm never gonna be offended by a remake Same, i'm either just yeah. gonna be like ah, i didn't like it or i did and i thought it was fine um I, I saw it once and i was like okay they took some liberties not too much and yeah and i, I think movies like that frankly i'm glad it was remade because then it, then you have people in that, that generation being like oh now i maybe i want to see the original now you know so it just it, if nothing else it it, it puts the original back into the light a little yeah, bit so exactly. but also- i i just don't really remember much from the from the remake which you know, take that for what it's worth. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to blaspheme at the minute. I actually prefer the ending of the remake. Oh, what what, what was the ending? See, it's it's way more Hollywood. It's just, it's she just goes on an absolute tear. Like, Oh, you know what? That's actually closer to the book then because the, oh. the, the prom scene in the book happens two-thirds in and the last third of the book is just her going around the entire city just yeah, that's, fucking that's what happens in the film yeah she's okay, literally cool. blowing the, the town up yeah she's going so, okay that, that is actually closer to the, to the original so good for them you know yeah because I, I just found that far more cathartic to watch yeah like, no but... no no I, I mean if i imagine De Palma would have that too if he had a bigger budget but like you know i don't know first off i'm glad that movie is, is, is perfect as it is they don't i'm glad they didn't change anything but i mean yeah, walking, watching her. I mean, I love that part of the book. That, that, that the, the last third of the book is just her walking around the city, blowing up gas stations, blowing up buildings. And the last part of the book is just talking about how this town has been a ghost town for 20 years because there was this massive, like, it's so much more diabolical and tragic. And, and, and the magnitude is such larger in the book where it's basically like something that would have happened that you would have read across the, the, the globe, like a small town in you know, in the U.S. is blown to smithereens by a crazed woman, like hundreds of people died. Like it's it, as, as as big as the inning is in, in the, the, the Paula movie. It's actually way bigger in the book. And I guess that's what they were doing in the remake. Hmm. Have you guys seen the fucking and this is going to be a little bit off tangent. The the Rage Carry Two, the yes. '90s sequel. Yes. Fuck yeah, that movie it's rules. Not, yeah, it's not bad at all. <laughs> no, what's, what's this? Carry Two, the Rage. Okay, no, I didn't even it's know there was a, a two. It's a '90s sequel, which the, the audacity to make a fucking sequel to a movie twenty years later is already hilarious. <laughs> and it's and again, I'm not one to like be upset with a sequel, a requel, a remake. It doesn't make the the original less or more of anything, right? Precisely. So it, it, it you take it with a grain of salt, but it's just goofy. It's a '90s rom com, teen com with a girl who fucking kills a bunch of people in gruesome ways, and I love it. It's, I feel like it. You know, there are remakes and sequels that just don't need to exist because there's nothing to offer. This is completely different. <laughs> yeah. yeah, '90s teen anything. '90s yes. teen horror oh, yeah. films are right in my wheelhouse. Yes, and the fact that it has a carry connection, I was like, was this movie made for me? And <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't discover it until like six years ago, and I was like, you fucking kidding me? This exists. It might have even been you or someone. I don't. Somebody brought it up, and I was it like, "It wasn't me, but not... I remember you guys talking about it on the podcast." Yeah, I was like, "This cannot exist," and I have, I have to see this now. <laughs> I think, I think it was at that period of where it was like every, the resurgence of nineties horror, horror in the nineties was right at the crest of the wave, and it was like, "Right, what IPs can we get a hold of?" Oh, yeah. Carrie, that was an original before before Scream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. new yeah. generation, the face of yeah. horror. Yeah. 
Yeah. I well, mean, I think it was just after that. Yeah, it was like when everything was riding that the way the scream wave. Crest. Yeah. yeah. Right. Oh yeah, for sure. Genuinely, whoever whoever did that movie, they 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 did a good job of making it new. I mean, it's they, you could have easily made something boring and forgettable, and that movie's anything but boring and forgettable. Yeah, it's like, know. whoa. <laughs> See, that's the beauty of horror films. They don't have to be good to be good. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. They can be silly. They can be. If, if it, I mean, a film could be terrible, but if it has good kills in it, I'm all, I'm, all, I'm, all, I'm there for it all day long. Oh, I could fucking, I could teach a, a course on on just the types of horror, and I make a fucking diagram that would just be thousands and thousands of little bubbles that offshoot on each other. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, there are movies that I, I appreciate Curie way different in the way that I appreciate, you know, fucking. Um, basket case you know there's, there's and i love both those movies but there's just a but they'd be in far different parts of the spectrum if i made a diagram you know yeah so uh, you know yeah. yeah every movie doesn't have to every one movie doesn't have to be a fucking a24 movie for me to like it Same. i love a24 but yep. man I, I gotta i gotta have some fucking trash too <laughs> yeah that's this variety that's the beauty of it. It, it horror it's got so many genres within it it's like Oh God, yeah! It's it's like anything for any mood. Well, it's like music. Yeah, like, it is. Yeah, you can pretty much right, find sure. a horror movie to to fit whatever mood you're in. It's funny you say that because when I picture this diagram, I was literally picturing in the in the movie School of Rock with Jack Black when he does this. <laughs> yeah. He has this on the whiteboard, like horror appreciation. That's what I think of when I think of horror. Like, yeah. I feel like I could make that diagram, except for horror. I think I might actually do it. Well, no, it's like oh, one, of the, yeah. <laughs> one of the coolest things about horror as well is like I've just experienced myself. Is uh, I've got I've got an 11 year old daughter. And um, nice. she went. Well, she went to a sleepover the other night. She went. Oh, we watched a movie. I went. What was it? She went. Scream Six. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, Oh, I would, I would have preferred you to tell me you were watching that. But anyway. But then so she went. No, I like it. It's really good. I was like, yeah, Okay. You know, it's all makeup. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's cool. And so um, I got to watch Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Oh, nice. Because yeah. I thought. Oh, I love that movie. Entry level yeah, horror movie from an eleven year old. That is a movie that I think somebody yeah. uh, that was a question that was asked on our podcast is what's something that would be good to watch with my daughter like a coming like a like an intro to horror and I was like that one scary yeah. stories because yeah. it's not like it's not G-rated you know it is scary it's got it had its moments but it's also not going to fucking devastate you yeah. like I I I I grew up in a conservative family and I stumbled upon Halloween in third grade at a friend's house and it fucking ruined me like, that's why <laughs> Today, I I still have nightmares because it was at such a formative age, you know, that I still have those images when I sleep sometimes. Like when I'm awake, I can watch Halloween 10 times in a row. I love Halloween. It's one of my favorite movies for, you know, probably for that reason. Yep. Uh, but when I go to sleep, you go back to your fucking, your, your really old, you know, um, subconscious memories and I'll still have that memory and it will shoot me awake. Like it, yeah, it's yeah. kind of a, it, it sucks. Because I still have nightmares from just because of that very formative moment, but it kind of rules too. It's I feel like I feel like one with horror now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna die an old man or whatever, still having nightmares about Michael Myers. In fact, it's really cool. I was sitting downstairs and then suddenly, like everything was quite just watching me and watching TV. And all we have is ah! <laughs> from upstairs in my bedroom where she was watching it. And I just looked at my missus and went, "But that's uh, uh, yeah. missing toe lady." And turns out, yeah, it was. <laughs> then like you want to heard her scream again. It's like, oh, you'll get like she's getting something I don't get out of horror movies, you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. Well, that's honestly pretty awesome because I imagine having a kid like that would almost be like a way of revisiting, not just revisiting, but almost like vicariously watching these movies again. Yeah. Or watching yeah, them yeah. for the first time, even through, through yeah. someone else. Like I, one thing I, I love to do when I watch a movie that, you know, say I watch it by myself and I fucking like blown away. I'm like, I, first thing I do is I'm call my buddies. I'm like, you're coming over. I'm going to watch this movie with you. Like, that's the best. That's the best I can do 
other than being able to erase my memory and rewatch it for the yeah. first time. Like, and then, and then you sit there over. watching them watch the yeah. film. Yes, yeah. I so did I that. Have it. Yeah. yeah, I did that with Dan when we were, uh, you went to see Final Destination, the first one. <laughs> I'd already seen it at the cinema, and I took Dan to the cinema to see it. And I'm sitting next to him like when I knew all these other bits were coming up. I was just like, not watching. I was like, that's it. Look at Dan. Look at Dan. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best feeling. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you guys do Halloween properly over there, though. It's, oh my God, it's yeah. so minor here. Yeah, actually, I mean, not in my house. It's huge in my house. But oh, yesterday, I was thinking about scary stories. I was thinking about the the cornfield scene, and yeah. I just I, last night just googled biggest cornfields in the U.S. Corn mazes, corn mazes. I was thinking about The Shining and shit like that. And like, lo and behold, love my country. I have. One of the, uh, the eighth biggest in the, in the nation is an hour away from me. Oh, so nice. when, when September Halloween rolls around, they do a haunted one. It's, it's, a, it's fucking acres and acres. It's massive. And I'm just going to run around this fucking maze, get lost <laughs> in the corn. Oh, cannot wait. So lucky. We do have one near us, Tully's. <laughs> Yeah, it is, it's quite a big, and they do a big horn every year. But it's it, That's cool. it's like it's not. It's like seventy pounds to get in. Uh. <laughs> so I've never been because that's stupid money. Mm. <laughs> or just yeah, to run yeah, around yeah. a maze. Yeah, it's not a maze. It's like a it's like a scare park. Oh, okay. So they've got haunted houses and like people running around, like uh, you know Hellfest. Yes, it's like that. Why why isn't Halloween bigger over there? God like, knows. Uh, it, what, where did Halloween originate? That might be a dumb question, but like, it's not an American. Yeah. I know it's right? pagan, but beyond that, I don't it, know. I mean, yeah, well, you mean the actual like holiday part of it? Right. Yeah. Why? Why would it be so? Because it is biggest in America. There's no doubt yeah. about it. But I wonder why. It's big in Japan as well, right? Halloween. It is, but they it's big there because it's big here. Like yeah, right, Japan right. loves everything that <laughs> we do, so they, they 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 see all the movies that they see. You know, they see all the the, the movies, the Halloween movies, where people are all dressed up and stuff, and it, it, they love Hollywood, obviously. Yeah. And they're like, we're gonna do that too, kind of thing. But yeah, it, it, yeah like when you think about classic halloween movies well first off horror movies but i mean movies where it's set around halloween and you see all these halloween parties in the solo cups and the drink it's all american movies i got i don't understand why yeah well the, the, the thing is i think america have such a like a huge entertainment hold on the world like well, right, we've gonna... all grown up watching american things like right I was going to say, if you think about, like, even the, the American infrastructure, though, like, we live practically, um, like, in terraced houses next to each other, like, door to door to door to door. Like, these guys generally, like, if they want to see each other, they have to find a reason to get together. So, why not? It's right. Halloween. Let's get together. It's Friday. Let's get together. It's, yeah, 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 yeah. I stub yeah. my toe. Let's get together. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think it's like a historical ethos as well, where, like, England's more, more political. America was based like as approved in the witch last time um right. it's more religious based right 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 That's i think that might be too. reason why yeah maybe. possibly i don't know yeah, just spitballing <laughs> you guys sure you guys really do if you ever if you ever come across the pond as they say right mm. uh you got to come over obviously there's the, the, the big cities i'm sh i'm sure like halloween it's great in like the new yorks and the la's but you really got to experience it kind of in the more rural area. Oh, I was going to say rural America. Yeah. Yep. My, yeah, Maine that's, that's, is one that's of where, my... That's where, we, that's where my... Like, I live in a great area because I live in a big city, biggest city, uh, but I'm in Kentucky. So if I drive an hour in any direction, I'm, I'm in the fucking weeds. I'm in the sticks. Nice. So I, on Halloween, all I have to do is get in the car for 30 minutes to an hour, and I'm going to find like the shit you see in the movies, like drive-in movie theaters. I think it's 
the the best in the in the United States, maybe the best in the world. The one that I go to, it's just the most, and it's been there since 1950s. Wow. Oh, un- nice. Yeah, untouched. Because ours are terrible. You've told me. Oh my god, I've had such bad experiences at drive-ins. I have, yeah, I've to, been lucky enough to go States. over to Boston um, and then into Massachusetts and New England, like around autumn time and things like that. Some of the views and I uh, where was Salem? Oh, Salem, wasn't it? So, like, Massachusetts? Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I was going to try and get there as well and, and things like that. But like, like Devin said, like you just drive anywhere and immediately you're in in those sort of areas. Yeah, so. you don't even have to really go to the Salem's. Uh, and honestly, from what I understand... The, the locals of Salem hate it around October. <laughs> oh, yeah, imagine right. to, yeah. uh, the population, like you know, triples or more so, and and you know, it, but um, but yeah, if you go to anywhere in Middle America, you'll be able to find something. And, and you know, obviously here, we you just get in a car and you can drive for a fucking mile, you know, four hours, five hours, no big deal. Um, yeah, that yeah, you could yeah. drive across our country in that time. <laughs> <laughs> it would only take you what ten hours to drive end to end. Yeah, it's on that. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah it's time. you can drive for three days straight. <laughs> oh, I'd love that. Here. I really would. I like. I watch uh, Yellowstone, and I just look at all that, like Montana and all the open space. And I think, oh, yes, man, what I wouldn't give. Yeah, like the entire bottom of England. If you look at it on the map, it's about a six-hour drive. Wow! Yeah, yeah. I mean, clear traffic. Where we are, it could be quicker. We're so geographically diverse. We are forty minutes from London and ten minutes from countryside in pretty much every direction. Well, I mean, I like that. That's kind of what. That's kind of where I am. uh, Except obviously, London's huge, but like I'm. I'm in the city, and but you know, like yeah, ten miles in any direction, I'm fucking in the middle of nowhere, and I, I kind of love that. It's it's the best of both worlds. Yeah, it's pretty sweet, man. I like it. Is this a geography but, podcast? Is that what yeah? That's what happened. <laughs> I knew that would happen. Like that, that conversation <laughs> was going to always happen at some point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was, yeah. Did you have a problem, the, Devin? Yeah. Like we don't do that. I, I hate to go back to what we do and what, or don't do, but yeah, like even the concept of proms only just coming. Oh, over. Yeah, so yeah, 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 we I, I, we do prom. I actually. I, I, I am proud to say that I had a very typical high school experience. I went to a public school with, with 3,000 kids. So, the, like, the shit you saw in, like, the 2000s movies was, like, my high school experience. Yeah. Um, so, I, I'm at the time, you're not, you're not like, this is a typical high school experience. There's <laughs> rules, of course. But, like, looking back now as an adult, I'm like, that was I actually had, like, the quintessential <laughs> American high school experience. And it was good. I really enjoyed it. Um, in fact, I, 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 I'm a teacher now. I teach virtual classes and this is funny. You guys will love this. I I'll do these like icebreaker questions. And one of them was, if you could travel to any era in time, what would it be and why? And the far and away, the majority of the students said the early to mid two thousands. Really? <laughs> do you know, my, mine would yeah. be, uh, John Hughes is 1980s America. Uh, yes. <laughs> mine would obviously be, I would love to be in my 20s in like the early 80s kind of but then i was like why the early 2000s they were like it just looks so genuine and fun and i was like i mean yeah but you know they're watching fucking like these high school musical shows and stuff and they want they want to live that now there's i mean their schooling experience is so much different than yours was and mine was i mean we didn't even have mobile phones when we were at school yeah but these kids got to remember jackass came out as well and like 
we got a few bruises and <laughs> the male generation just went off on a complete tangent oh, for a while. I've still got those tapes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so have I. <laughs> but yeah, to going back to the question, I, I would love the tangents we're going on. I even now I'm doing it. This but is um, every episode. yeah, the uh, the Carrie uh, High School part of it, it that that's part of the movie that I love so much. The John I love you guys brought up John Hughes. Uh, I love John Hughes. I love, like Breakfast Club is one of my favorite movies. Yep. And, I love that they kind of combine that with with uh, Carrie. So yeah, that 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 to me, from what I understand, is a very typical '70s high school thing. Because I know my I asked my parents about this because when I'm always curious, they're they're the people I can ask when I see a movie from the '70s. I'm like, what was this like? Was that really like that? And they're just like, that's yeah. what it that, that's what it was like. Like so, um, it seems accurate in that way. That. Uh, yeah, that, that, that was a very typical high school experience from what I understand. That's amazing. I'm really glad you said that because, you know, when you watch films and I always think, oh, damn, I really wish I went to high school in America. Yes. And then uh, you think, oh, I probably weren't really like that, though. It was probably yeah. similar to our school life. But no, it really is like Yeah, that. so we had really shitty just school discos. Yeah, our, sc- our school was like a young offenders institute, <laughs> yeah, Pretty much. It was <laughs> yeah, terrifying. I, I, yeah, I didn't take that into account. You guys, your school system was way different. Yeah, mine was a straight up public school. I, I did the prom thing. Uh, it was all very what you see in the movies kind of in the, I, I went to the high school parties with the solo cups and yeah. the kegs we we sat in fields with uh, bottles of cider <laughs> like, well, like <laughs> hard cider what you would say like yeah because that's yeah, one hard hard cider here is really strong alcohol <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that doesn't sound too bad <laughs> oh it is it's terrible <laughs> horrible memories and i still can't drink it to this day yeah. <laughs> that's one of the, the lines that was in the film it's like oh the bit where they get in detention and the threat of not being allowed to go to prom yeah it was like such a big thing that i'm like you're missing the shitty school disco what are you worried about yes. you know but that actually shows yeah. how bad that chris was because yeah. she was right. quite happy to give up her prom experience to get her revenge yeah yes yes and the other line yeah, was yeah. Like, you can't go to prom if you don't have a date <laughs> like, how fucking yeah. shit is that can you imagine if they tried to say that in 2024 oh good god no Jesus. oh yeah yeah no way <laughs> Uh, no, yeah, that's what, especially that, that kind of demographic of students in, in the detentions, it, it does show how much those kind of trivial dumb things mean to yeah. girls that age, yeah. you know? I mean, that's the culmination of high school though, isn't it? Yeah. And, and frankly, I think prom meant way, way more back in the seventies than it does now, especially now. I, I don't even know if, like, I'm sure it still exists. You don't hear well, about We prom, have them right? here now. Yeah, really? they've, they've started over here, here now. Yeah. 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 Well, cool. Yeah, you guys get to enjoy like the the heyday of prom. Like, I don't <laughs> think I don't hear anything about prom anymore. Like, I you know, I, I love that there's a resurgence of of teen movies now. You're seeing a lot more shit that you would have seen in the 2000s and 90s. Did you say bottoms? But, you know, oh, of course. Oh, it's so good. I yeah, these movies are great. I loved the. Um, I, I kind of enjoy the new Mean Girls. It's okay, but uh, anyway, there's these teen movies coming out. Um, but I, I don't see a lot of them that have prom as a big, you know, part of it anymore. No. Like, it, like it was back in the nineties. Yeah, and the seventies <laughs> and eighties. Speaking of prom, I did want to mention a, a, a go back to that prom scene. We were talking about the tension of it. We were talking about how it, you're kind of disarmed by some of the sweet moments that are happening, uh, yeah. even though you're knowing what's going to happen. And it reminded me, not to sound like a true horror buff here, but there's a. Hitchcock did a really great quote about tension uh, that I imagine Brian De Palma took and used in that scene. And it was along the lines of like, you can have a scene where everybody's sitting at a table and there's a bomb under it. And then nobody knows there's a bomb there. And then it explodes. Everyone goes, Whoa, what the fuck? You know, or you can show at the very beginning that there's a bomb under the table 
and then show the people talking above it. And then the audience is like, knows the entire time, oh shit, a bomb is going to explode at some point. They just don't know when. So that's kind of what I feel like he used in Carrie. He told, he's, you know, at the very beginning of the book, you know, at the very beginning of the movie, this is going to happen and you just have to sit there and wait until it happens, right? Yeah. You, you, you could have made that same movie and you, you have no idea she has these powers and then she just goes nuts and explodes everything. And everyone's like, what the fuck? Yeah, but, yeah. but you can... yeah, they didn't do that. It's, you know this is going to happen. It's like you make a movie about a sweet couple and the narrator come on and say, at the end of this movie, this couple is going to kill themselves and everybody. And then they just make the movie play with you knowing that. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. As an audience, knowing that this is going to end extremely poorly, despite them making these really sweet, you're just like, I'm so happy for Carrie. She looks beautiful. She's going, oh, fuck, she's going to kill everybody. Yeah, oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, because it, it yeah, that's always in your mind when you're looking at yeah. a happy face. You're thinking, oh god. Well, even before that, like <laughs> yeah. you you know she's got superpowers, but they do that reveal right. with the pig's blood. Yeah, so, actually, interesting that you say that because as I was feeling sorry for her, I've just realised that I'd completely forgotten about the powers. Yeah, right, exactly. Right. Like one of the most well, more memorable things is the anticipation of the drop of pig's blood. I think you almost forget the powers element yes. because. I think it plays such a strong yeah. part in the film, her emotions over it and, and the effect it's obviously had. So, Have you have you ever watched a movie you, you love so much that, that you've rewatched it a bunch that, that ends really badly? And on your rewatch, you're enjoying it so much and in a weird rat brain way, you're like, I hope this works out. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But you know it's not going to. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what Carrie does. <laughs> yeah. I've heard that um, that's why anxious people watch, yeah. re-watch um, films that they've seen before because they know the, the ending and things like that. There's no surprises to come. And, well, and we've yeah. screamed three times this year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Second view in a Matrix. <laughs> yeah, when they're dancing at prom and then you, you see... Um, Chris holding that string at the bucket. I'm still just like, maybe, maybe she just doesn't drop it this time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe it will just work out okay. Yeah. Carrie will get her guy, or Mum will say, "Oh, you know what? Yeah. You make a kid." And like, it. just a nice little touch that is so tragic. Like when the bucket falls and it's completely silent, except the sound of the bucket kind of like dropping, kind of. And you see Tommy Ross like, kind of begin to be like what the fuck and then the fucking bucket hits him yeah and he's out so like the one person who was gonna be there to maybe console carrie like if tommy hadn't have been hit by that bucket for me you know, who I, knows what if it happened that was a bit of a comical moment I, that almost took yeah, me yeah, out of yeah. it because like yeah yeah it's yeah. the hell. <laughs> like he got hit by this bucket and just goes down <laughs> yeah. that, <laughs> and it just goes Boink. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's about half an hour after she's been coated in the blood as well. Like, how long it takes for liquid a well, bucket I think to fall? The bucket was tied, so it was supposed to just fall forward like that. Oh, I see. So it had obviously come loose of the ropes. That's why it had taken so long. But they, yeah, it didn't show that. So uh, yeah, it just right, felt right. like an age afterwards. The bucket decided to jump in and like wrestle Tommy to the yeah. floor. Yeah, that was because uh, I, I wonder whether that's the thing that actually set her off and not the blood. Because before he was hit, yeah. she was just kind of scared yeah. and like shocked. But as soon as the bucket hit him, that's when her face changes. And oh, sure. I, I could I could imagine a scenario where he doesn't go down and and he and he kind of consoles her and maybe they takes her out. But that's that's again that's a nice touch. I guess they could have executed it a little less comically. You're right about that. <laughs> yeah. But it is an important 
factor that he goes down because it, it could have changed the entire scenario. Yeah. I hadn't thought of it like that, but yeah, totally. I could, think he dies. Yeah. I think he, he died. I got the impression. I felt like he died, yeah. Yeah. I think. And I, think I, I don't the think they got him out, died. did they? No, but I think he died when the... Oh, right, no, I, yeah. think, I think the idea is that he died from the fucking oh, right, yeah, yeah. ass bucket. Because it's, yeah. it's a massive iron steel yeah. bucket. Yeah. Like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think, uh, especially in the book, I think they... they 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 um they say that that he 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 dies in that moment because that's I think that's ultimately like you said what what yeah. kind of sets her off like the one fucking person she trusted because at that point and I think at that point he she she also she doesn't know she 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 to that at to that point was maybe thinks he was in on it you know yeah so and she never got a chance to to even kind of certify that because he fucking either passes out or dies. So in that moment, she goes from thinking that Sue Snell is her friend and, and Tommy's her friend and that the whole, and, and it actually, the tragedy is they are. Yeah. Yeah. And, they really are. Or could and have, could the audience been, yeah. as well. It, the audience was also coming around to her. That's why I love the edit where it shows them all horrified, but then in her mind, she sees them all laughing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That is so clever. Like every, that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because the whole fear a mama put into her, they're all going to laugh at you. And she's yeah. like, no, it's true. Yeah, you've done this to me. You're all laughing at me. Yeah. Yes, yes. It's yeah, just when in reality, she, like everybody was horrified. And Sue Snell was mortified. The teacher was mortified. Uh, Tommy Ross was in, was not in on it. Uh, but in her head, what what else could, like, with her history, what what could you blame her to think? Yeah, I thought he was. Oh, of course. So, yeah, <laughs> from my point of view, he was, he was in on it. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She, that's what I could believe her being. Yeah, it. he's um, yeah. I just, oh, it's just bad. And then she walks out, and she's walking down the the road, just a young girl covered in blood, and like three or four cars just drive right past. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, even yeah, yeah. Like, I know it's a yeah. film, but still. yeah, I must admit, yeah, that scene of yeah. her just walking out of the um hall, just off down the ramp. It's like as you said, like if you if the fade to black, basic um theme tune comes on. Wow. It's an ending. Yeah. 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 I would have just been like, oh, she's now she's off to like into the night and as you exactly. say to go and destroy this town but you don't see it. Oh yeah, I would have but rage carry to the rage yeah. would have been a different film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I mean, but that's what I mean, as the credits roll, that's where my imagination has gone. And yeah, sure. like, brilliant ending. You know, I'm still thinking that I'm making my own movie now because the ending ended so well. But then it carries on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and again, oh, yeah. it shows how bad Chris is because she's willing to murder Carrie. Oh, yeah. That, that I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, must... I forget about the rundown. Yeah. Like, she literally tries to run her down. Like, this Chris is so broken now. How, how broken I, do you I have to be? And, and I think Chris at that point didn't even know that what, what, what had happened, right? No, no, no. Yeah, she just, yeah, yeah. come out. She just was going to run her. She was going to prank her and then kill her. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> with, no, with no understanding of the fact that Carrie had just done a, a horrible thing. She was just like, ha, we fucking embarrassed her. And now let's run her over. Yeah, and this, a... this all started out because Carrie had a period in a shower. Yeah. 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 I mean, escalation or what? Seriously. Do you like murder? So do we. Crimes Like These is a UK-based true crime podcast with me, SJ, and my fellow co-hosts, Paul and Sam. Here's a preview of what to expect. Uh, collectively labelled as a deviant sociopath. That's like some sort. Oh, no, that's like that's something from so some sort sinister. of Marvel film. Like, like, yeah, yeah. Evil, like an evil villain. <laughs> yeah, just. They always do, though, don't they? They always look normal. Yeah, not always. <laughs>
Jeffrey Dahmer didn't look normal. <laughs> so, sorry, sorry, Jeffrey D. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to get defensive now. We need to watch out. Check us out on Twitter at Crimes Like and Instagram at Crimes Like These. You can listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> I must admit, with that scene there, it felt a little tacked on to me. What do you mean? As in, they could have done. They just, oh, oh, we forgot about these two. Oh, let's just kill them. All right, flip the car. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it felt a little bit uh, lazy writing. I quite uh, like that though, because I don't know what else she could have done. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't think it's. That's when I think of the, the the ending. That's not one of the the, the moments I I think about that much. Like, you know, yeah, oh no, no I, I'm I, being picky. I, I'm. <laughs> I'm no, no, I, I agree. I'm saying it's like, yeah, whatever. That, that's cool that Carrie got the revenge on her revenge on them, but that's you know that's just a whatever. Yeah, yeah. it is kind I of just. The... It, that does feel very very Hollywoody. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah they can't get the car them. explosion in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think in the remake. Um, I hesitate to call it a remake. Maybe it's just from the same source material. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, great. Yeah. The, uh, I think she crumples the car. She stands in front of it, and it like almost hits an invisible wall. Oh, nice. I think I, that's the one part I remember, and I remember yeah. Chris's face is stuck in the windshield. That's right, yeah. That part I remember, because I was like, that is really cool. Again, use uh, Chloe Grace Moretz as the ugly girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, I think that movie actually, when it came out, they were very clear that this is not a remake. It's it's a uh, it's an adaptation of yeah, like the thing. Yes, yes, yes. I was uh, I always go, I I never do, but I always really want to get pedantic on the internet. You know, when you see people say about the the thing being a remake yeah. of the 1953 thing. Yeah, I yeah. always want to write not a remake, just from the same source material. <laughs> <laughs> but I never do because I don't yeah. want to be that guy. <laughs> what's the name of the, What's the name of the the story that the thing is named after? I think it's who I th- goes there. Uh, uh, I, yeah, so it yeah. goes there. Made the the thing from outer space was the original. That's then right. John Carpenter's thing. Then the new the yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is also I good actually. That. Yeah. Oh, no, pre- I liked the it. The prequel's good. Yeah. I thought you know, let down by really bad CGI, but it, like most. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw Argyle the other day. Did I tell you? Mm. Oh, man, it's bad. Yeah. Bad, bad, bad. But uh, another bit in the ending that kind of confused me, which I was going to ask the question about: when the house collapses, is that? Um, carry causing it because she's had that sure. outburst, and it's like, yo, know, sort of. A... I imagine she can't control her powers, anymore. yeah. I mean, that's what I mean. It's a, you know, sort of like a shockwave kind of, of powers have come out, and it's just taken, but it's the uh, fact yeah, that the well, house collapsed into as, the ground. I took it as her fucking literally dragging her mom and herself into hell, yeah. Like, I, yeah, I think it's another huge part of the tragedy is not just everything that happens to her in, in this world, but. She goes from being this sweetheart. Like she, it turns out, she really was fucking like the devil spawn, essentially, right? Yeah. yeah. As much as she didn't want to be, that's that's why I wanted to bring up the period thing again. That's that's kind of a, a poetic, a metaphor on her becoming her own. You know, obviously that's a sign of becoming a woman. This was her becoming her fucking demonic Carrie self. Like this is a a coming of age story, not about a girl becoming a woman as much as a. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. she becomes, I don't know, even know the term for it. But so it is. It's like not only what did she have? Did you have this? Maybe this possibility to be a sweet young girl. You see it in her. Yeah. But apparently, her destiny was always to become the devil. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe the, the maybe she did have an evil, and it had become bigger than she was. 
Yeah, because also yeah, after yeah. That... I think she had no ch- she had no chance at life or anything after. I think she was just born to be this spawn of Satan. Yeah, as was, much as yeah. she wanted not to be, it's just, you know it was just going to happen. And I don't. End that I don't know if I agree with that. No, no, I think it was definitely nature that that did this rather than nurture. She had, like, like she had right, all the right. potential, but she could have taken it in any direction. But I, and she didn't even strike me as somebody who was. Um, out of the box, like aggravated or upset, like she was quite calm. Every time something bad would happen to her, she didn't flare up. Like, so she had the potential to be something completely different. But I suppose you're right. Yeah, she she just um, it just seemed like she was set up for failure with her mom, Margaret White, yep. and like the, her, the way she was raised. It just seemed like I th- I'm, yeah, I don't disagree with you. I don't think there's there doesn't exist a scenario where she she it isn't the spawn of Satan. yeah she always she's, she's always gonna have those powers like that that is innate in her that was given to to her through her mom and whoever her mom hooked up with you know outside of marriage do they explain that uh, in the book by the way they do she she, she margaret is just just deep deep in self-shame and everything because and the reason she's so insane and like overzealous about you know these conservative values is that she once hooked up with a truck trucker when she was young, um, and that's it. She just hooked up with some guy at a truck stop or a trucker uh, outside of marriage, and since then she just wanted to become the. And she, she just was horrified and had so much self-loathing because of it. And they don't really say much more than that, but I think the implication is either that guy or there's something in Margaret that was passed on to her. But yeah, all I know is that she she hooked up with somebody outside of marriage, and since then just fucking overcorrected in the worst kind of way. Right, right. Because yeah, because they don't they don't you don't really get any backstory on Carrie or her mother. No. In in the film, they really. do mention so, the, the she truck does, stop, Yeah, she though. does talk about because she talks about whiskey on his breath, and I yeah. liked it. Oh, yeah, liked yeah, it. yeah. That gets yes, a bit yes. uncomfortable at that point. Yeah, yeah. But they, yes. I mean, it's not in detail, and I didn't, I, I didn't. I didn't get that that was outside of marriage. Did they explain that? She did. They said, yeah, we, it was much we slept in the same bed outside oh, of marriage. Right, right, we right. resisted until that one night we didn't. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so that I, uh, was her husband, right? Yeah. yeah. I, could, I could be wrong. I, 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 don't, I haven't read the book in a couple of years. I reread it. I don't think they explicitly say where the powers come from, but I don't know. I, I, have, a, that, I right. have a feeling that the mom knows they exist for some, well, for some reason. Yeah, right? Maybe that's I mean, why she's trying to control her so much. Exactly. Yeah. It seems like the mom is, is part of the reason the mom is so insane is that she knows that Carrie might have this potential, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Because there's, um, I don't know, have you ever read any Dean Koontz, the poor man Stephen King? Because <laughs> there's, um, he's actually, I really like Dean Koontz. I'm a big fan. Um, it's like Stephen King light though. Yeah. But um, he has a book called The Fun House, and um, the mother daughter relationship in that is exactly the same as Carrie oh, and nice. her mother's relationship. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a that's a great um, dichotomy that that, that that they use. And also, that was one of the few movies, especially at the time, I think, where. They were both of them, Piper Laurie and Sissy Spacek, were nominated for Best Actress and Best Supporting Actress, you know, by the Academy Awards, which yeah. is crazy at that time. I think before that, The Exorcist, um, uh, and now I'm not blank on the, the actors' names, but the mom and the daughter, and that oh, were right. also Linda Blair and I can't remember Linda Blair. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, it's one of the one of the few movies to this day that had you know actors nominated for. Academy Awards uh, yeah. horror movies. I, should say. I mean, up until recently, we've um, up until recently, Get yes. Out, yeah, Get Out kind of yeah broke that barrier. Uh, before that, it was probably 
what the the sixth sense yeah kind of yeah because for, for my money i'd have given it to um here's my name thing again um thingy in hereditary what's the name hereditary yeah oh um uh, uh, uh Tony Collette. Tony Collette. Yeah, yeah. Tony Collette. No, that 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 was an egregious misfire. Like that, it, it's unbelievable that she. That's one of the best performances I've ever seen oh, her in general make. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible, Except actually, yeah, we saw that, we we watched the Babadook um, the other night when we watched Carrie. We watched uh, Babadook as well, and uh, the the woman in that. Fuck me, is she talented? Oh, she's she's incredible too. Holy shit! Because yeah. um. I had the same thing. I know they had a saying on their podcast to get babadooked. Yeah. So it's like when you hate a film oh, the first okay. time you watch it, and then you watch it again, you're like, "Fuck, it's actually really good." Oh, I got babadooked. Yeah. Then. Yeah, I got babadooked too. Yeah. yeah. That's Babadook, what happened to me yeah. the first time I watched it. I watched the Babadook, and I, there was so much hype that I was kind of like, "I don't know." And then I rewatched it a year later. And I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. The rules. Yeah, because I remember thinking it was really boring the first time I watched it, and then we watched it the other night. It was, it was like, "Holy diff- shit!" How could I think that was boring? It was a yeah. different film the second time I watched yeah, it. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't know. It's so good. Yeah, guess I got to watch that film twice now. Then <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. Oh yeah, better watch it twice. Yeah. Then. <laughs> <laughs> we did watch Carrie though. Yeah. Oh, we did watch Carrie, yeah. Um, yeah, the score's really good, too. It's sort of so sharp and like... Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I must admit, again, there, I was like, oh, not realising it was the exact same one. I was like, this guy has watched Psycho way too many times. <laughs> you know, he... That's, yes, again, yes. that's me being nitpicky. That's just called Homage. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I, I actually have the score downloaded and I play it around Halloween time. I love it. And I, but it does go from this beautiful symphony, right? Yeah. And then it and, and then it's juxtaposed with this like dun 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 yeah. dun dun. Yeah. So yeah, it, it goes from symphony to really just like sharp, like jarring. It, it's a really good uh, use of like yeah, just like juxtaposing two completely different tones and sounds. Yeah. And, but the, yeah, the, the symphony itself is beautiful, and that's kind of the whole movie, right? You yeah. hear the part, the, you see the prom scene, you you hear the beautiful symphony, and then you see. Chris holding the bucket and the string and you hear the horrifying like orchestra strings, you know? And everything's other than that is silent. Like there's no talking, yeah. there's no crowd noise. It's just these are the things. You know these are the three yeah. points you should focus on. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. And, and, oh, yeah. I wonder who did the the the, 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 the score for yeah, Gary. Should, should have had the I wonder if it's someone that we would know. Oh yeah. Pino Danaggio. It, it was, oh, it was, uh, yeah, it was a legit um, composer. Oh, I mean, they were dressed to kill, got... seed of Chucky, death proof. Oh wow! Yeah. I'm just sitting here thinking about it now. It's a fil- rare film with no heroes in it, really. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. You know, even the, no, the nicest hero. Yeah, the yeah. nicest one to carry was the PE teacher, but then like she'd throttle and slap students about. Yeah, she was pretty horrible. I, I, I actually think her. Attitude towards the students was fine. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. More, <laughs> wish more it. teachers would do it nowadays. I get it, I get it. Um, but yeah, you know, so, but you know, she's, but like I said, so she's not actually really that nice. Carrie turns out Sue's, to like, kill a load yeah. of people. Her mum's a psycho. Like, Sue's kind of nice. But... I don't think there's any heroes, but I think yeah. Sue Snell is like the, is the purest character in the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get confused the... with Tommy's and Sue's relationship at first because they seem like yeah. they're together. And then she's trying to push her, like Tommy, yes. onto Carrie. And it's just so, like, so, so the way I see it is, and I, I think this is not super inaccurate, is, is I think that she felt so, so bad. And I think that's maybe that's done the book, but I feel like it's done the movie as well, that Sue's felt so bad about what they did to Carrie that she's like willing to not go to prom and she wants Tommy to go with her. And then I, I don't think at any point that she thought Tommy would ever fall for her. 
I think she, it was just more like kind of like a charity type thing. Like, yeah. you yeah. know, just take the nerdy girl to prom and she'll, she'll love it that it's a popular guy in her. And then I don't think she realizes that she would actually, that Tommy would actually feel feel something towards her yeah she wasn't she she wasn't there to see that part really yeah she didn't sort of see i don't think she saw the little signs that we was getting i think from what i can work out because i thought john travolta was a student but he's not obviously he's not at the school so i think tommy is is the star stud you know he's the the top guy in the school star star stud um yeah so he's the top guy in the school so right you know if you go to if you go to the problem with her maybe everyone will now shut up and maybe accept her a little yeah but you're right it's funny It's, it's like but, but even Tommy's kind of weirded out by that. It's like he, he, she, she really is like pawning her boyfriend off yeah, to another girl. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird. But this is why I thought they were in on it. Because like the right. whole, you know, she was part of the detention and all that. And so like now she's forcing her boyfriend to go out to make sure. Uh, yeah, you don't really realize towards the end, until towards the end if they are in it or not. Because it, it's not really explicit. You can no. see, you can feel a little bit of authentic, authenticity in Sue Snell. Yeah, uh, through the whole movie, but you know, there's still part of you like maybe that maybe everyone's in on it for real. But then towards the end, it's pretty clear that she wasn't. Yeah, I think it was just sort of the um, Chris and what's his name? Tom, not Tommy. Um, yes, John Travolta. Oh, it's literally yeah. just them. Yeah, it's it just them too. Just them. Yeah, and then they have like a shitty friend that 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 like the guy I with a hat rigs rigs the uh, prom papers or whatever the votes. Yeah, yeah. Is that the guy with the hat? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah I think PJ so. Charles from Halloween. Yeah. yeah, because there's a point actually later on where she's in the where they're in the gym and the girl with the hat is asking Chrissy. She's going, Oh let me in on it. Let me in on it. Yeah. And, uh, oh that that oh you're talking about uh PJ Souls. Yeah. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Because yeah, yeah. she was in Halloween. Yep. Oh Halloween fan. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. they have a kiss. Drop, they drop the real ballot papers, don't they? Kick it under the stage yeah. and then grab the the ones that are marked Tommy and yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Carrie. Yeah, because that's what I thought. Yeah, they were just, yeah, no, yeah, she sucked too. I, I, I can't believe we forgot about her, but yeah, she was she was also terrible. Yeah, like, <laughs> she's constantly wearing that hat as well. Even at yeah, the time. yeah, yeah. She was the one oh, that like kind of t- tried to make everybody laugh. Like when as soon as the bucket fell, you, it kind of panned in on her, and she's yeah. like, hey, like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's that she's that typical like annoying kid that hangs around with the tough kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because that's what, again, that's why I thought. Yeah, that's why I thought um, <laughs> Tommy was in on it because it's the only way that they would have got her to where they needed her to be. Yeah, you know, everyone because mm-hmm. I thought I thought rigging the vote, but didn't think of rigging the vote. But like, he's the most popular one that people would vote for. Um, so like, if she would go out with him, she'll definitely get her to the prom. If not, she she won't turn up because yeah. she wouldn't have a date because nobody else mm-hmm. would ask her. You know, and I thought that yeah, that's why I thought they were in on it. Yeah, the fact that she runs off and it's like, oh, I need to see this. I thought, oh. Again, it could have been just Chris taking it as far as I uh, speaking to Sue and saying, I need you and Tommy to make sure that Carrie gets to Yeah, and doesn't know the full plan. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, like compartmentalising the, the whole plan. Yeah. Yeah, I think that is exactly what happened. Yeah, Certain people were not in, not in on the whole thing. So even the yes. people that knew something was going to come down yes. didn't know it was going to be pig's blood. Like. That's the thing or or corn, corn syrup. Yeah, where Sue... <laughs> does say to her parents, oh, what's the time? Oh, right, I've got to go because she knew something was happening at a certain time. Yeah. That's why she ran there because that's why I thought, oh, she's going to watch the blood get... Then she was like, oh, it's blood. Yes. So maybe that's where she changed her mind. Well, no, because she sees the rope, didn't Like, she yeah. sees it tugging and my she God, how long does yeah, it take it? The, <laughs> yeah. I would have pulled that way earlier. Because she does see... She sees... She looks up glowingly at Tommy and Carrie because she's so happy that she's happy and then yeah. her, her eyes you know they they go down and see the rope and then she, there's that amazing scene where she follows her eyes follow the rope all the way up and she sees the bucket and you see just the horror in her face yeah. and at that moment you're like that's when i'm still like an idiot like 
do something. <laughs> yeah. Even though I know. But and she, run, she runs the... down the steps and looks between the stairs to where Chris yes, is. Yes. And the teacher, and then, and the teacher pulls she... her away. And Chrissy yes. still pulls the rope. Like, she knows yeah, they're yes. there. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that part is extremely tragic. And, yeah, that, that, I, and you can see her trying to just explain to the teacher. And the teacher doesn't fucking believe her. And, and why would she? Like, it, it's just, yeah. yeah. All, all of that build up, all of that tension just makes that moment just... Yeah, the, yeah she's always on Bill Curry's side, and the one time she fails Curry is at that moment. She pays for it, though. And she pays yes. for it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, geez, yes, 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 yes. I think she gets the most horrific death out of everybody, actually. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. She's cut in half by a table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, right, <laughs> yeah. swings down. Yeah. Yeah. Is it table or is it basketball net or something? something yeah. It's like hanging because it swings or it hinges into yeah, her. Yeah, it's like the basketball rigging. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think of the. I thought this was awesome where they did the split shots where they would split them down yeah. the middle. Yeah, apparently there was a lot was really more cool. of that in the film, but he removed yes. a lot of it. Yeah. I think the producers didn't like it, no. but Brian, Brian insisted, uh, uh, DePaul insisted, so that he was able to keep some of them in. But I, th- I thought that was, I thought that yeah. was cool. It's one of those enjoyed. things like you're saying about odd choices, like the fast forward in during the yes. tuxedo bit. Like yes. th- that bit kind of, yeah, it caught me a bit off guard. It's like, oh, that's a choice. But then actually at the same time, it was showing as much as you could watch. It was like, oh, actually, I like yes. that. I, I got over it very quickly and was like, no, no, this is better for the film. It's almost like he had all this, all these amazing shots that that were planned out for these deaths, right? With the electricity and all these cool deaths. Yeah. But then he saw the way that Sissy's face like, was using her face and eyes. And he was like, it would be criminal for me to not show her face in this moment. Yeah. Yeah. The way she's like, so her intense. eyes are just fucking bulging out of her head like it's you got to see the carrie's face but you also got to see all the people die absolutely <laughs> only, yeah. yeah i mean sissy spacek went above and beyond for this film yeah. Oh, yeah. like she was she was basically method so when she was covered in the blood um and the dress and everything she slept in that for three days Ugh. oh my gosh yeah. just because of uh, continuity and things like that nobody asked her to do it she just chose to do it nice and she, she also isolated herself from the rest of the cast and filled yeah. her dressing room with religious iconography. Yeah. To sort of get into the the zone. I mean, it well, worked. Fucking worked. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes if that's what you need to do a good job, then yeah. do what you got to do. Yeah. Because, like, again, another good cast, like her piercing blue eyes on that real pale skin. Yeah. The pain yes. on her face is so real. Yeah. Like, it's so... Yeah. Like, and we're talking about 1976 as well. Yeah. Like, acting wasn't what it is today. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I, I, I haven't even... I don't know much about method acting before recent yeah, times well, yeah yeah like not to be cruel to her but she does have a very weird face I think and that, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't mean a derogatory at all no you know, it's not in the derogatory term but it's, she has got a striking features for want of a better she really word. does yeah. strong, she's features. Extru- she's strong features yeah look. and it's like yeah. just the way she can elongate her face and the way sort of her nose sort of just curls up you just she almost stretches her face and yeah. then the eyes just piercing out and it's just, oh such yeah, a yeah. oh my, i couldn't think of anybody else doing it my wife informed me while we were watching this that apparently that nose is um a, a, a like a, a wanted nose now that's like what everyone wants oh yeah the, the ski slope oh, thing i don't know much about no, it. <laughs> <laughs> no but yeah it, it just yeah i couldn't picture anybody else doing it at least of all uh oh, god damn it names the other girl that was supposed to yeah play. yeah yeah amy whatever. yeah yeah Chris. Yeah, 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 Amy Irving. Yeah. If, if you were to recast a, a requel for uh, for modern times, who would be your your oh. carry? Oh my god, that's a that's a Sydney Sweeney. 
I was going to say Sydney Sweeney. Who's that? Um, oh, what's she been in recently? I'll look her up. She's, she's in that kind euphoria. of the new, she's the new hotness. She's in the new Madam Web. Oh, yeah, I know what you mean, I think. But yeah. she's like almost like distractingly attractive, you know? Yeah, that's the problem. Might, oh, yeah, I suppose, yeah. Somebody, you might need someone a little... Like, she could She could be um Chris. Oh, Ar- easy. Arkansas. Yeah, yeah, it could be Chris. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't... I can't... Yeah, that's a tough... and, and, uh, maybe like Emma Watson? Yeah, possibly, but again... Too, no, no, I suppose, too, yeah. too pretty. No, 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 not Emma Watson. That's not what I was thinking of. Um... I'd Emma Stone. Paltrow. Oh, Emma, yeah. Oh, Too old, though, unfortunately. Emma yeah. Stone. Uh, Michael Monroe, maybe. Yeah. She's got kind of a different look. Beautiful. Yeah. I don't know well, a lot I, of the young actors I, these I, days, so. I was going to say, the problem is I don't know the younger actors. No, so. I don't. Like, All I'm, the ones I, we've just I, mentioned are in their 30s, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Mind <laughs> you, so <laughs> most of this cast. <laughs> like, I know, like, I know there's a bunch of really talented, like, 20, 20 25 year old actors. I just don't know them. Like, yeah, the yeah. only ones I can think of is, like, Timothy, Timothy Chalamet. Oh, that like, guy. Yeah. He's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. But I just don't know. I don't know anybody else in that age bracket that's really that talented i got but yeah i, don't and I think you know he, he he can't be tommy tommy ross <laughs> oh god no <laughs> i think you end up with a black carry or a, an indian carry so just yeah you can you can widen your your net as far as you want that's as, actually that's actually a great point i bet I, they, they, in fact that would probably even make more sense in, yeah. in today's age to have somebody somebody bullied who's who's a minority to you know that's a good point yeah yeah or, or even transsexual right yeah you know what? I, when when I read the book, and you can even see this in the movie, uh, especially because the the time I was reading it, which was was you know five six years ago, was the first time I read it. Uh, there's like total school shooting vibes in the book. It's like a bullied person comes to school and then shoots up their prom essentially. Yeah, so, yeah, right, yeah. No, I, I, I hadn't made that comparison. Yeah. Yeah. When I was reading the book, I was getting the chills and. And obviously that wasn't a thing when the book was written, really. Uh, but reading it in my my generation, I was just I was getting chills, especially as a teacher. I was like, "This is like what happened. This is a school shooting." <laughs> yeah, do you this, know, I, I, yeah. I so if they if they somehow kind of made that connection in a movie, it would be really dark, but it would be effective, I think. Gosh, it wasn't his, one of his early novels, the Richard Bachman novels about. It's been banned now, I think. The I can't remember what it's called, but it's about school uh, school shooting, I think. Oh, really? I can't I remember what it's called. I know it's not people I'm don't not. like it at the moment. But anyway, yeah. But I'm wondering if they, yeah, got inspiration from that to create this because it seemed this being his first book. I could see that transition quite easy. Yeah, yeah possibly. Yeah. I think that, I like bit, that. that would be a very difficult thing to make a film about. Yeah, yeah that would be tough. Yeah, uh, but I, I do think, that, yeah, that there, there could exist a, uh, yeah, a movie about a trans uh, woman or, or or boy being bullied and coming in and, and doing the carry thing and in that kind of in a fucking really dark school shooting on the way. That would that would probably be not a fun watch though. <laughs> yeah. Weirdly, Carrie is as tough of a watch it is, it it's not like ruinous and in a and also in a weird what so and I'm sure you guys feel the same way. Carrie's kind of like an anti hero type where you're when she's doing her thing, you're kind of like, good for her, you know, yeah, party yeah. is like Yeah. yeah. It's where, super where, cathartic you, at the end. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, but you couldn't get behind a school shooting, right? No, you can't no, be, like, good that. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, you're right. That. Actually, that's that is kind of hypocritical when I think about it, because yeah, you yeah. you are rooting for her end of that film, but you're not going to be rooting for some like no arsehole shooting. I, I, as as much as somebody's been bullied, which is horrible, like you, there's no way to ever fucking sympathize with that. Yeah, but for some reason, you do with Carrie. <laughs> Yeah, that's so strange. Yeah, it's um, weird. It's the... I, mean, I, I, I appreciate, I guess, the 
fact that it's not a weapon, like so to speak. Yes, it's, of it'd be easy for somebody to pick up a gun and just unload. Uh, yeah, like, I suppose that's what moves it into the the firm fantasy rather than anything yes, yes. remotely real. Because what she's doing is not too far off from that. I mean, yeah. she's locking everybody in a gym and killing a bunch of people who had nothing to do with it. You know, she was bullied by only a few people, and she's sure but, she's getting revenge on them. But then there's everyone, a bunch yeah. of people. But yeah, it's like also, it's yeah. entire school sucks. It's school. Yeah, it's not people. It's school. I hate school. Yeah. And the, you yeah, are yeah, yeah, school. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I was bullied a bit when I was at school, and I, I can kind of yeah. Now you worded it that way. It's like yeah, there's that that internal anger and tension, and you just wanted it to explode, yeah. and that's well, kind you, of what happened. You did regularly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it got my ass handed to me every time. <laughs> no, yeah. It, it, there's just with 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 people that have gone through that kind of bullying, and they're, they're not able to really differentiate. You know, the the, the bullies from just yeah yeah, yeah. The, the and i mean i mean oh, i don't want to get too deep into this subject <laughs> this goes out onto the internet but i mean mental health plays a massive part in that too yeah like, yeah i know course. plenty of people that were bullied at school and have gone on to live perfectly yeah healthy you know, lives you know, myself like they used to take my lunch every yeah day. yeah you like, see your lunch every day i mean like pretty much everybody was bullied to some extent yep. um but you're right uh, and just to try to try to get back on track that's, that's another kind of element <laughs> and layer to, to carry like this this is way ahead of its time in that regard you know yeah yeah i've not i can't believe i'd made that connection actually yeah it's really obvious when you think about it yeah it, that's again that's why i feel like it begs for another remake i think 2013 may have been a little too early yeah yeah because the, right. the world has changed so much uh, yeah since <laughs> 10 years like, yeah I, I think somebody could you get the right director you get the right writer they could they could gracefully make a remake that kind of tackles those issues without being too on the nose yeah yeah. too on the nose yeah i don't know i don't know i think a lot of people might have a problem though not only with a third remake but also if it was brought into that sort of sphere you know that yeah yeah that sort of thing it's, i think it could trigger a lot of yeah yeah I think is, is that things. a good thing it's like it sounds People like it's been distasteful yeah it's like it could be it could be a really cool movie to make a, a subject to make a movie about in this style but if you made it different, people would be like, well, you just ripped off Carrie. And if you tried to remake Carrie, right. people are like, oh, it's not Carrie. Yeah. <laughs> right, 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 right. Damned right. if you do and you're damned yeah, if you yeah, don't. It, uh, that's, all I could, that's the only way I could see it going, I, unfortunately. I mean, that's, that's the nature of remakes, though. Yeah, that is, that is, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Scream kind of hit it on the nose that people are they're doing requels now. And I think yeah. people are becoming more fond of that. Like, I think... Other than the, the the recent Halloween movies, which are obviously extremely polarizing, um, like I like the, the, the new Hellraiser, the Hellraiser oh, requel was great. That yeah. I think that's better than the original Hellraiser. Yeah, it's fucking great. Yeah, I liked it's it like, so much more. People can do it. People can do it. It's doable. The Scream movies keep knocking them out of the park. I think. How um, how can a franchise with six movies have five absolute bangers in it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, it's one of the most consistent ones. Yeah. Um, then you have the Evil Dead remakes have yeah. been since the 2013 one have just been bangers. Yep. So I I think we're at a time where people are going to be more uh, welcoming um, of, of these kind of requels yeah. Uh, yeah. because now they're not just remaking movies. They're, they're, they're giving it a different spirit. They're Candy adding Man, more layers. Candyman one is great. Oh, so good. Yeah. 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 And Candyman's one of my yeah. top five movies and I loved it. You know, as long as it's not a, a complete remake, chopper shot, and they do a little bit of new things and kind of make it its own thing. Like, I don't think people... Yeah, I think it's got to stand its own two feet if you're yeah. going to do a remake. When they're doing The Crow this year. Yeah. Yeah, that's how this year. I, I imagine that this year... I, I can't believe they, they haven't... I feel like this year they should 
it's the it's going to be the 40 year anniversary of a nightmare on elm street and we haven't seen a proper i was just thinking that you know what? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't hate that remake though yeah i, I haven't do. seen that one oh, i haven't seen it I i'm sure it's, it. yeah i'm sure it's fine I, I again i don't generally hate remakes or whatever but i think it's time for again 40 year anniversary man if it doesn't come out in the next year or two it'd be a crying shame because that one's only had one remake right yeah. And nowadays, you know, we're getting recalls after recall of the same franchise, right? Yeah. So I, I, that, and I think Texas Chainsaw needs a proper one too. Oh, I, I didn't man, love the, the newest film, one. That film is top tier. Yeah, the remake to that is. <laughs> it's yeah. it's whatever. Yeah. It's, uh... I had a good time watching it with the homies. I watched. It's it funny. With, uh... Yeah. It's. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's, I, it's... I enjoyed my time with it. <laughs> <laughs> Again, the beauty of horror films, like yeah, absolutely. There's yeah. always something I, to like. Always. I, I really, I really walk out of a horror movie just wishing I never watched it. There's, there's ones that we, that me and the boys used to call time deleters, which just, <laughs> you, you just watch the movie for two hours and you're never gonna remember what it was. Yeah, uh, nice. they're the worst the ones. There's yeah, nothing yeah. worse than a film that's only okay. Yeah, that's a yeah. that's a time that's a time to later for yeah. you. It's just like whatever, and then a year later, somebody will be like, "Did you see this movie?" I'd be like, "I don't think so." They'd be like, "No, I watched it with you." I'd be like, "Oh." <laughs> so you get oh, halfway yeah. through it again, and go, "Oh, see, yeah." See, yes, that, that's exactly. why I keep lists on IMDb. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's smart. <laughs> um, did you see Talk to Me? I love Talk to Me. Good, yeah. I love Talk to Me. Yeah, I saw that twice in theaters and once since then. I think that's probably the best movie to a horror movie to come out last year yeah i would I say it's my favorite newer horror film since it follows yeah but i guess it, it, the evil dead um rises was amazing too yeah great film. but i don't know Post. i don't know if i count that because i, I just talked to me as being an original film not not from a franchise or whatever i just it's just so impressive to me yeah host for me was the oh the host is good, yeah yeah I, I saw um there was there was a few bangers last year um, the Evil Dead one was amazing. Talk to me was amazing. I mean, there continues to just be. We're just we're living in the best generation of horror movies oh, right I agree. now since since the eighties. Absolutely right? agree. I saw um, just... something in the dirt the other night. Have you seen that? Oh, that's that's by um, that's by. Uh... Oh fuck <laughs> me! <laughs> the two guys. The two guys. Two, two of my favorite directors of all time, and I can't yeah. remember who it was. Just um, the thing. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill myself. Oh, Justin Benson and uh, Justin Benson, Aaron Moorhead. Aaron Moorhead, yeah. yeah all their yeah. films are excellent. I haven't seen that. It's What's that? brilliant. Uh, okay. Yeah, because they made it during the pandemic, okay. so it's pretty much only them two in the film, and mm -hmm. they they filmed oh. it in their own apartment building. Good for them. Yeah, Jesus, it's, it's those amazing. guys are so talented. Yeah, it has small links they, to the Endless in there as well. Oh, so yeah, that's what I was going to ask you, if, if, if it was connected to the rest it of their, is, yeah. their films. Okay, that's something I need to watch. Um, there's, uh, I saw some other directors that we that we interviewed are making, just announced a new movie. The ones who did Starry Eyes, uh, Kevin oh, Kelsch so and good. Dennis Widmeyer, yeah. They're, they're, they just announced a new movie. I just saw that today. So they're coming out with one next year. Um, Vincent and Moorhead, I, I think, are still, I mean, there's, there's a, a lot of these guys are still, putting out i mean I, I there's like four or five movies come out next year I, I make a list that i'm just so excited for i'm yeah. i'm just so happy to live in this this fucking time for maxine is one i'm really looking forward to yes 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 uh yeah i i just have a i gotta find this list but yeah there's a ton of there's i want to see this movie have you seen the movie that's like kind of in the vein of wnuf 
and uh, Ghost Watch, uh-huh. where it's like a, it's it's coming out on Shutter in like a month. Um, oh, ah, uh, Late shit. Night with the Devil. Yes, I saw that. I saw something about that on Instagram the other day. That's that's one that I'm looking forward to. Yeah, so hard. the teaser trailer looks creepy. It looks so good. <laughs> Those are my favorite movies are the fucking ones that are like fake, you know, talk shows. That's, or... that's Dan all day. He loves that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, fan footage like new, and, newscast, yep. yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm stoked. About, yeah, we're we're gonna have a good year for horror. 2024 and 2025, it's gonna be really good. Yeah, it's been. Oh yeah, I think um, they follow is out either this year or next year. Oh my god, I can't wait to see that. Yeah, um, Michael Monroe's in it again. Um, David Gordon, David Green, David Gordon Mitchell, Robert David Mitchell, Ro- Robert David Mitchell. Yes, yeah. I do. I get it eventually. David Gordon Green, Robert David Mitchell. <laughs> Same director, same writer. Same director, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah there, there's been so many of, yeah, just like bizarre sequels and requels and, and, and just directors that I love announcing shit left and right. Ben Wheatley it, oh. just announced another movie that he's making a, like a, I, I saw that fucking Nick Pizzolatto, the writer of the original True Detective, is making a cult horror movie. Like, I'm just like, what? This fucking rules. It, yeah. What did you, you think of the new True Detective? I'm only two episodes in, yeah. and so far it's, I like it. Um, I've heard a lot of mixed things. Same. Um, I'm up to date with it, uh, but I think yeah. it's great. Oh, good, good. I'm glad to hear that. I just um, like everything else, like every horror movie, every sequel. I don't, I don't attach it too much to the original, so I'm not going to be upset if it's not true, season one. Same. So I'm going to watch it in a vacuum, and uh, so far I like it. I think it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> So we're still talking about Carrie. Yeah. Um, one thing I did like, um, which I was really impressed with, was the dream sequence. Was where it's all done backwards. Yeah. But she doesn't look like she's walking backwards when they shot that scene. Because suddenly when I was watching it, like, that car, that car's going in reverse, then the beetle goes in reverse. I was like, oh, it, oh it's back. Wow. Yeah. Oh, impressive. Yeah, I was really impressed with that. Got those motor skills yeah, but, down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of... Like, Brian Palmer just showcases so much good you know good work in that movie and again it's like it's probably his first major film and from there obviously we know he explodes does movies like you know mission impossible and scarface, uh, scarface. Mm-hmm. yeah 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 i'm not a fan yeah, of scarface really cool. me neither i just like that in all of his movies you can see the same color palette it's like <laughs> blues and reds and yeah like in every, including mission impossible like in, in carrie like he has this really unique color palette and i i love reading interviews with him he's such like a classic director and he you see directors like from that time, like Friedkin as well, like shitting on new directors, and I love reading those interviews. <laughs> but yeah, the yeah, Palmer's like uh, he, he was a genius. I, I love it when that. you get a director with such a strong style, you can tell their films without having oh, yeah. to know. Like um, uh, obviously Kubrick's one of those guys. Like you can tell a Kubrick film. F- oh yeah, from a mile away. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah the Palmer's definitely Nolan, one of those. Yeah. 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 yeah no one. Yeah. Jesus, yeah, he's he. Uh, I, I, I want to see him do a horror movie. But speaking of, oh. did you guys see that? This is one I was trying to think of on the tip of my tongue. That the Coen Brothers are going to make a horror movie. Oh, they announced oh. it. They oh, have the script. I'm yeah, they'll die for that. They said they're making a horror movie, and they said it's that the, the script is done. They're waiting on one of the brothers to finish shooting something, and then they said it's going to be very bloody. I think this might be the first thing they've done together for a while as well. It is. Yeah. 
they're it's the first one they've done together in you know a decade maybe yeah. and they said they're they're, they're re- reuniting to make a horror movie that's gonna have a lot of blood oh a Cullen it's brothers like... horror movie yeah <laughs> right. i mean they've basically been dancing with the genre their entire fucking True, yeah. filmography yeah. i mean my i mean no country for old men you could argue no country for old men is a fucking horror, horror movie yeah. steven chigurh is one of the scariest horror villains 100 percent. yeah <laughs> i mean how many other people use a gas-powered cattle thing yeah <laughs> Uh, yes, that that is just yeah. He he is just a brilliant, brilliant villain, and makes people time. decide their own fate. <laughs> yes, yes. Classic. I'm mixing a drink back here, boys. <laughs> yeah, you go right ahead, man. Another bit that I found funny in the film was uh, when you first meet John Travolta and he's drinking the beer while driving down the road. <laughs> yeah. It just gets it all over his mouth. Do you know that confused me a little bit because yeah. I know for a fact that in 1976 it wasn't illegal to drink no. and drive in this country. Might have been his age. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't thought of that. Plus, obviously, the pizza. When did uh, drink driving become illegal in the US? Illegal? Yeah. Oh, I have no idea. It's been illegal as long as I remember, so I, I don't know. Oh, because I think... I think it's, it's late 70s, early 80s. Yeah. Oh, not here. No, I mean, in so North America. Because it was still... I think in the 80s it was brought in in, in this country. Yeah. You know, it's, that's funny now, because now it's uh, they're making laws to where you're allowed to have, like, two drinks per passenger. So, like... Recently, I could, you know, I can get in the car with my buddy driving, and like three of us can each be double fisting in the, in the car <laughs> legally. What about the drinking? Which is so, what's that? What about the drinking? <laughs> yeah, <all right. laughs> but um, but yeah, which is so dumb because like we'll get in the car with four of us and we'll all grab, we'll have six beers. And then of course, we'll just give one of them the driver. <laughs> like, if we get pulled over, I'll take it back and be like, officer. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I, I opened these two. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, because that led on to the next scene, again, where t- John Travolta slaps her twice. <laughs> um, was where she's supposed to be giving him a blowjob, but doesn't stop talking the entire time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, And her head's way that. up here. Yeah, she's she she could be a talented ventriloquist. Like. <laughs> I'll say, or or he's a you know he's not a yeah that's what my wife Billy. Says. His not name's Billy. Billy, yeah, of course. Because yeah. that's what I said to you. I'm like, how is she saying Billy with his penis oh, yeah, in his mouth? Because yeah. you have to put <laughs> yeah, your lips. So funny. Quite yeah. <laughs> illy. Yeah. 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 And this yeah. to to kind of bring it uh, bring it back. It also shows how fucking diabolically evil she is because she's like blowing him and being like please fucking like yeah yeah ruin carrie it's almost like um, behavioral conditioning yeah. You know, you like, yes, yes, yeah. yes. Oh, reinforcement. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, 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 yeah. Positive reinforcement. That's it, positive reinforcement. Yeah. Negative reinforcement. And it's funny yeah. because even as, like, um, uh, what, what's his name? I, I keep saying Tommy. Tommy, it but Billy, it's not Tommy. Billy. 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 Uh, Billy's not necessarily as inherently evil. He's just dumb. Yeah, he's so, an idiot, yeah. yeah, so his reaction to that is like, what? Who's yeah. Carrie? Because <laughs> like, even after he's sitting up in the rafters, he knows the plan's going ahead. He's sitting there, he's rigged it all up, and he's like, she's hot. <laughs> 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 like, what? Yeah, I, he's he's not necessarily, he's he's just a, a, an extremely malleable, manipulatable, dumb dude. Yeah. Not necessarily a terrible, evil dude. Yeah, she's the, the evil way, one. The way, he's just she's the, the evil one, and he's the dumb, the dumb like, partner. In Hi, story of my life. <laughs> 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 I, like Listen, Sue yeah, and scream, I, I see it? the vision. I see the vision. <laughs> <laughs> if I was, if I was dating Chris Hartson, I'd. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? <laughs> I may, I may pick some tips and please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I may prank a girl and then try to run her over. <laughs> 
I mean, if Jennifer Lawrence asked me to do it, bets are on. Right. <laughs> you know, she's uh, she's from my city. She, no way. Yeah, she went oh. to high school. I, I I tutored her brother. Oh wow! Oh, nice. I love Jennifer yeah. Lawrence. Like, I which am is so funny because her. you know I have those fantasies all the time. I'm like. What if when I was tutoring her brother, I had to go to their house to tutor him and she was there and you know, just all these things. I'm now I'm like, ah, oh, she's too famous now. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but she comes back here all the time. She, there's a lot of Jennifer Lawrence spotting in, in my oh, city. Really? Her, fa- her family still lives here. Like I, I went to a, an American football game. All right. Not, not, a, foot, not a footy game. <laughs> um, none and, none uh, of us like soccer. So you're all right. Oh, really? Okay. Well, that's wild. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I was sitting just two rows down from her mom and her her dad. Oh no way! Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that that's Jesus. Believe me, that goes to my mind all the fucking time. <laughs> I've been in the same city as her so many times. God damn it! Oh, man, she's <laughs> she's lovely. Uh, did you see her, um, No Hard funny. Feelings? What's that? No Hard Feelings. The last. Oh my week. god, I loved that. Yeah, that, that so movie was, I, I had to see it in theaters when it came out. It just looked like just a funny throwback to like nineties. It really off. is, yeah. It's exactly yeah. like that, yeah. yeah. And I was, and I missed that, and I love this resurgence of like nostalgia of that generation of movies. And she was great in it, and she's also fully naked in it. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't expect to see quite so much of Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> yeah. I, I wasn't sad. <laughs> no, I, no she, not only is she obviously extremely attractive and beautiful and um, talented, she's like so funny. Yeah. She seems yeah. really down to earth as well. Like a really normal yeah. person. She's a g- genuinely funny. Yeah. She seems like a real person. <laughs> yeah. I think the most famous person I've ever seen here is uh, I sat next to Jason Muse once in a pizza restaurant in London. <laughs> Who is it? Jason Muse. I don't know if I know who that is. Jay, no, and Jay, Jay, uh, Sil- Jay from Jay and Silent Bob. Oh, oh, cool. That's awesome. Yeah, that that would actually, that, I would be starstruck by yeah. that. It was weird because it was only me and my wife and him and what I assume was his manager in the entire place. And I didn't wow. say a word. We were sat two tables apart. And I just sat there eating my pizza. <laughs> well, was he the silent one? Or... <laughs> no, he was very talkative. Okay. He was very annoyed because it was outside a convention. He was it, we were at, and he oh, was, he yeah, was a yeah, guest yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. And they'd asked him to do some sort of present presentation on the stage, and he was furious about it. Oh, <laughs> that's pretty funny. Yeah, he was really going <laughs> off on his assistant. <laughs> Talking about famous people sightings now? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> uh, I've seen loads of them because they do a lot of filming where I work. So um, Les Miserables was filmed there. Um, Les Miserables? Wow. Les, Les Miserables. <laughs> yeah, Les Miserables. Um, both Sherlock, the recent Sherlock Holmes ones. Um, wow. Uh, the Frankenstein one with Daniel Radcliffe because I w- actually walked past him and he's really small. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, I've met Michael Gambon. Um, seen, like, seen Russell Crowe. Um, what did Tom Cruise down there recently? Yeah, Tom Cruise was down there recently filming the latest uh, Mission Impossible. Which one? It, it, to, to make this even weirder, the new one. he works what? in a place making rope to make that sound even stranger. Wait, what? Yeah, I'm a rope maker. You're a rope maker. Yeah. And so, so why do you why do you run into these people? Because um, oh, I'm working. It's basically I'm working a factory, but it's inside the museum, and it's a big open. Oh. It's a dockyard. So where all the boats oh. used to be made. So yeah, it's a big. Open, it's just, uh, the building I work in was built in 1791. Oh, did we so, use it to film it? So, did you say 1971? 1791. Oh. Yeah, so it's all still like of period time. So it's good they did film a lot of classic um, vintage films down there. I'm sorry, did you say boat maker? Yeah. Oh, no, I'm a rope. R-O-P-E. Rope maker? Yeah. R-O-P-E, okay. I, I, yeah. The rope maker is what I've heard first, and that's still... But yeah, it's, but it's within that, a dockyard. I didn't know that was a job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but not not but many people really cool. do. 
Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Tom Cruise is, I mean, as you probably know, uh, Paul is like my top tier. Like, yeah. He's, he's never made a movie. He's never made a bad film. No, never. Yeah. He's never made a bad movie. Like Jake Gyllenhaal like... also never made a bad, well, he's been in a few bad films, but he's never bad in them. Yeah. Right. Yes, 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 yes. No, that's really neat. My, my, my claim to fame is I, I worked at a summer camp for performing arts. So there was a lot of uh, young act, actors, kids and stuff. So I worked with, um, Michael Douglas's and Catherine Zeta Jones's kids. So oh, I, I would talk, yeah, I would talk to Michael and Catherine on the phone on a weekly basis. And then I, I, they came twice to visit the kids and I hung out with them. So that was cool. They oh, were very wow. nice. Michael Douglas was so, so nice. And he was also very small. I couldn't believe it. Like, <laughs> he was maybe like five foot four. Or five yeah, it's about that right as well. Small, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm only yeah. five nine, so I'm not very tall. But yeah, that's tiny. Yeah. And he also like, he just looks, you, you don't, you don't, he doesn't look like a superstar. Like he, he just looks like a very, like a, he had a hat on. He looked, he's obviously very old then. This was like eight years ago. And he just was like, a, looked like a sweet old man, <laughs> sweet little old man. But he was like, you're like, this guy was a sex symbol for like 20 years. Yeah, he really was. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I, I've, I've never seen anyone famous, like in the real world, apart from Jason Mewes. And I wasn't particularly starstruck by Jason <laughs> Mewes. I haven't. But yeah, Michael Douglas would get me. Yeah. yeah. We, so, we and I don't know if you if, if I've ever brought this up on the podcast. I mean, I'm sure we did. I don't know if you remember it, but in Louisville, we have the biggest horse racing event in the United States called the Kentucky Derby. Oh, oh yeah, 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 I've heard of it. Yeah, so it's just a thing where celebrities come. So that so every now and then, every now and then you'll just see like yeah, like a fucking you know Brad Pitt walking around in Louisville. And you're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's every every first week in May, um, just people come from all over. This celebrities from all over, so that, 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 we'll, we'll have some run-ins around that time. Yeah. Oh, I also snuck onto the set of uh, the movie Elizabeth Town and saw Kirsten Dunst once. That was oh, nice. I love Kirsten Dunst. Oh yeah, absolutely, and she's still killing it. Oh hell yeah, La La Land's fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Fargo, what, season three or whatever. I've not watched that in, yet, I think. actually. Yeah. Oh, Fargo is that's one of the better shows I've seen, and I don't watch a lot of shows because I, I don't like commitment. I have commitment yeah. issues. <laughs> Um, but I, I love Fargo and I so love long. True Detective because each season is its own entity, right? So I don't have to commit to like 19 seasons of something. Yeah. I can just watch six episodes or eight episodes. Which and, is yeah, uh, the most recent easier. Fargo was great too with um, John Hamm. Yeah. Oh shit. So yeah. I, I would recommend. Yeah, you could start with the first Fargo. Oh, funny. I've seen the first uh, season. Yeah. Oh, you have. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that one's good. The second, the second, and the, the second one is the one I'm thinking of actually with Kirsten Dunst. Uh, that one is is the best, I think. So yeah. if you're if you ever want to revisit it, I can tell you confidently that you'll you'll enjoy the second one sweet yeah i will get around to it it's one of those it's one of those shows there's so many now it's like american horror story oh yeah i've actually not i've only seen a few episodes yeah same yeah i've not seen it yeah i've not seen yeah. the last three seasons no <laughs> it's because there's so much of it now and it's just a, like a big commitment to yeah. try and catch up i mean yeah should should we bring it in and <laughs> oh yeah finish have you got anything else Harry? <laughs> <Harried>, david oh! <laughs> um no, uh, I guess to, to the listeners, if you if if you enjoy the movie uh, to a good extent, then I think you should re- visit the book. Uh, I also wanted to to say the book is written in a very cool style. It's written as an epistolary, half an epistolary and half a narrative. So the epistolary style is basically literally just clippings of newspapers and research papers oh, and handwritten notes 
and magazines and whatnot. And then the other part is written like a book, written like a narrative style. Yeah, so it's like half and half. So so the first part of the book is literally just, and this is another cool thing that that they don't don't shy away from from telling you what's going to happen. The very first part of the book is just a, it's either like a newspaper clipping or a research note talking about a massacre that happened at this high school. It's the very first thing they tell you. Oh. So you know immediately. And then you start reading articles and research papers. So it's it, that's how it's written, as if you're looking through a scrapbook of like files. And then it's and then it'll it'll start doing the actual narrative part where you hear about Carrie and all that stuff. So it's it's just a really well done, well written novel. And again, you'll fly through it and it's like 250 pages. A lot of Stephen King's books can be very daunting for how long they are, right? This one is just boom, boom. And the, the fact that it's written in this epistolary style also almost makes it kind of speed up. Yeah. You just you fly through it. So if you like the movie, check it out. There's a lot of things to offer from the, that the movie doesn't have to offer. But as an adaptation goes, as far as that goes, I mean, I, I, I couldn't love Carrie more, the, the, the movie. It's just it's just good. It's aged well, in my opinion. Yeah, it really like, has, yeah. So. Yes. Having for watched sure. it for the first time recently, like I didn't feel like I was sitting there watching a, a painful seventies film. Yeah, like. but on the but saying that, it it has that awesome grainy yeah. sort of classic. Yeah, film. yeah that seventies sort of horror film feel. Like, look, I, I guess yeah. yeah as, as a disclaimer, because we talked about this part, you mentioned this, Paul. Um, we're we're so deep into watching horror movies at this point that you you do need to point out to any new kind of newer fresher horror fans that this isn't going to be a slash and you know dice yeah. kind of fucking you're not going to be kept up all night watching this you know you're not going to have many jump scares you'll have probably one big jump scare um, <laughs> so yeah we're talking about this from the the lens of like yeah it's just a great classic yeah. horror movie with great moments but I, it, it's not a movie that keeps me up at night you know it's mm-hmm. not like a purely scary film it's just really well made it ticks all the boxes uh, it, it the, the 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 john hughes style to it is a huge huge plus for me if you like teen movies if you like john hughes movies and you like stylistic movies and you like horror i mean it's it's great but yeah if you're looking to to, to get 20 people over to watch a crowd around a, a movie and get scared it's not it's not bad no no definitely not it's um the best way to describe it is like where, where I've been ruined by modern movies, modern CGI and stuff. When you go back to watch mm. some of these older movies, they feel that little bit empty or emptier than they did. But this one still feels nice. It's aged like a wine. That's the best, <laughs> I, the best I, way I, you can I describe agree. it. You know, it's like Halloween. It's not, you know, it, it's an old film. It is an old film, but it's aged yes. perfectly. Yeah, it has. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like, I don't, I'm not going to, like, we, we consider and talk about how great Halloween is and how scary it is and stuff, but I'm not going to, if I try to show it to a bunch of people, you know, Gen Zers, yeah. they're going to be like, this movie fucking sucks. Interestingly, and, you, know, yeah, they, um, yeah. you went to see it at the cinema with us. Yes, right? I did. So we saw it at the cinema recently on its, was that an anniversary? Yeah, it was an anniversary a couple of years ago, yeah. And there was, it was a packed screening, like, and how many people, must be 10 people left the screening, like, during the film. Younger, oh, really? younger people, yeah. Yeah, oh. there's another one I listen to, the um, Scaredy Boys, an Australian podcast, like three guys. They hated the original Halloween because oh. they'd <laughs> never seen it, and because they were scared. But they were like, "Yeah, we weren't scared by it. We just didn't." Oh. Just didn't. They said they fully appreciate it's the birth, it's all that, but they didn't like it. And it's like, yeah, that's that. That's and the, the thing is, I get it. I get it. I yeah. hate it, but I get it because I brought one of my best friends who he loves watching horror horror movies with me. But he, the, his favorite ones are like The Ring and you know the oh, modern yeah. ones. With the, and I was like, we're gonna watch Halloween. He'd never seen it, and he was just like, eh. 
kind of boring, and I'm just like, ah. It's so upsetting. Like, yeah. It is upsetting, but I get it. But I will I, – I mean, I get it in terms of, like, what people 20 years younger than me grew up watching versus what I grew up watching versus what you grew up – yeah. like, they didn't grow up watching that shit. But I will – I'm going to give myself credit because I watched that in third grade, and it scared the fucking shit out of me. <laughs> so I appreciated it in the 90s so you should be able to appreciate it in the fucking 2020s or whatever <laughs> yeah, yeah. it also freaks me out uh, not to fucking drag on and drag on no you go ahead man and i realized recently that when i watched that movie like it just seems like a old old classic to me but when i watched that movie it wasn't that old i watched that <laughs> in 95 probably yeah so so it was like not that that's like like Lord of the Rings is older now. Yeah, do you know that? That would have been. That's something I realized pretty recently. That the first time I saw Halloween, it was like half the age that Scream is now. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. Scream to me is still a modern horror film. Yeah. Scream is new, dude. Scream is a yeah. Scream's a new movie. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Yeah, you just think about it as like fucking this World War Two like classic that people were watching back in the yep. because you 1930s. think of Halloween as being an old film, and now you've got this yeah. whole new generation of like. 18 to 25 year old people going oh scream right. it's so good it's a classic this old film scream and i'm thinking what the oh thing? god <laughs> <laughs> old but film that's, scream. yeah that's that's why people in the younger generation might not be able to appreciate it as much because when when i even when i watched it it wasn't an old movie it wasn't an old movie it, it was it was eight, 15 18 years old that's yep. not old nope you know that's like a movie from the late 2000s yeah. now or whatever so now they are watching it as an old movie now. Now it's an ancient it. movie, yeah. It's yeah. ancient. It's the cabinet of Dr. Caligari for us. Yeah. <laughs> it's a silent <laughs> film. In fact, it's about the same age as um, Sissy Spacek was in Carrie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's right. true. Been mental, our time moves. Yeah. What is considered classic. Yeah. I know, right? Yeah, no, I I think I've said my, my piece on, on Carrie. I think it's... It, it's an amazing classic. If you again, yeah. if you're looking for something newer, more modern, it's, it's not going to give you that. But it, it's just a good film. It's not not even a horror film. It, it, it's a good film. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. It is a horror film, but it's just in, in its own right, it's just a good film. Yeah, yeah definitely yeah. get it watched. Oh, 100 percent. That's that's our rating. So get it watched. I'm sh- I assume. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Get, get it watched. Oh yeah, of get course. Yeah. Yep. It's unan- unanimous. Yeah. yeah, which is always the best one because then you've got to try and figure out a middle ground. What's the what's the what, what's your what is get it watch? So yeah. we do three. So it's get it watched, have a go, ha- have a go, or li- leave it out. out. I'll leave it out. Yeah. Oh, those are perfect. Yeah, yeah. get it get it watched, half half a go, like as in like, eh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, give it a go. You might like it. Yeah, yeah if it's on Put TV it on or you find it on Netflix, have a go. You know, yeah. <laughs> don't run enough, out and buy like it. it. Have a go, okay. Have a go, okay. Get it watched. Have a go, and what? Leave it out. Leave it out. As in, don't don't bother. Just nah. I think we've only ever had one. Definitely, yeah. This is a definitely get it watched. No, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Strong up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost perfect. So we're gonna do something a little bit different this week and get Devon to choose our next film for us as a guest. As a guest. As a guest. So, so got anything in mind? What'd you say? Oh, a movie for you guys to watch? Yeah, the next film. Um, yeah, I was trying to think of one that would be kind of obscure. Um, so uh, there was one that I, I I dug up when I was deep in a in a depression of having not seen anything unique or, or weird recently, and I was 
just watching this, trying to like go down these rabbit holes on, on IMDb and, and, and unearth the gym. And I just kept failing and failing found the worst things. <laughs> and finally I found this weird eighties Japanese movie called evil dead trap. Um, and the way, the way I found this movie, I have no idea. This was back in like 2013, but, uh, I even, I, I sung it, I watched it, was blown away. I sung its praises on my podcast. I even, did a live podcast where we talked about um hidden gems or other words that, movies yeah. that nobody might have you might not have seen that that need to be seen evil dead trap was my my pick and i'm gonna go ahead and say i'm the reason that it's on shutter now it's gotta be <laughs> um oh, yeah it's evil, De- evil oh god dead that Chaps. poster looks amazing <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good, good. Oh, yeah, I'm all in. Yeah, Evil Dead Trev is, is a late 80s uh, uh, Japanese take on the slasher, um, but it's a little bit more, um, it's a little bit more um, meta. It's about a film crew who are getting these videos sent to them uh, of somebody being brutally murdered that looks a lot like one of the newscasters. So they go to find out where these are being shot in a warehouse and they go investigate it with the camera crew. And it's just, you see a lot of, there's so many send-ups to American Horror Story. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, there's, <laughs> there's so many send-ups to uh, classic horror, and uh, and there's some moment. I don't want to say too much, but there's there's some things that I want to believe that uh, the Saw franchise borrowed from as well. So mm-hmm. it, it, it's just it's a treat. Uh, just to 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 set you guys up, it does drag a little bit towards the end. I will tell you that. And there is one scene that's like pretty. Ex- Explicit in terms of the R word that I don't love. Mm. Um, uh, so, the, the, so yeah, the trigger warning okay. there. Um, Pre- prepare. Uh, nice. But be, but other than that, uh, it's just it's a really 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 just it just feels like a just a gritty weird movie that shouldn't exist and does. Amazing. Mike's going to be very happy. Yeah. Our, our other Good. host, he loves that Good. sort of stuff. I'm, yeah, I'll, obviously I'm going to have to check back with you guys whenever you watch it. Oh! <laughs> um, so another thing we do is we do recommends. So have you got anything to oh, yeah. recommend? Like a plug? Um, yeah. Um, I've been doing, a, as you know, Paul, I've been doing dabbling in... in um, narrative design and game writing indie game developers so my brother works full-time in game writing and uh, narrative design so he's kind of pulled me in because I, I i'm an english teacher by trade but i'm a writer as well uh so I've, I've worked on a few games um i'm writing a couple right now that i can't wait to tell you guys hopefully i get those done but they're more spooky adventure uh, puzzle games um but I, I don't have much to, to talk on those yet but i did write a game back in 2020 2021 that i think your listeners and you guys might find fun it's a it's, it's a game that was we were given the premise and we're told me and my brother we're told to do all the dialogue and it's a it's a a, a family style like uh, adventure game called halloween hero but it's h-o-w-l halloween hero and it's about a dog that goes of course around it is. <laughs> yeah a dog that goes around trick-or-treating in a neighborhood with various costumes <laughs> Um, and I wrote all, every bit of the dialogue, um, and you can get it on Steam, and we actually were able to get on Nintendo. If you, if you have the Nintendo um, Switch, you can download it. Is that what it's called these days? I'm too old. I don't even know. Fucking <laughs> know. The newest Nintendo, um, and you can even get it on iOS on your Apple iPads or whatnot. Um, it's gotten only you know positive reviews, and I think it's very funny and cute. So if that's your thing, check it out. Again, it's Halloween Hero, H-O-W-L. 
Oween Hero, and it's like nine ninety nine uh, if you want it. And uh, I think it's very funny. It's the first full game I wrote everything to, and I think it's a pretty cute little fun game. Cool, excellent. Yeah. Awesome. And you guys got anything? No, I'm I'm clear. <laughs> no, I'm just rewatching Eyes Zombie at the moment, as you know. So yeah. Um, my recommendation is not to watch Argyle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's not that's not on my list. I'll yeah. take your advice on Stay that one. well clear. Yeah, I don't have any either. I don't think. Um, uh, True Detective season four. Fuck it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so excellent. Thanks for coming on. Devin. Yeah, really it's been a it, pleasure man. talking to you, my man. Nice, nice to meet all of you guys. Uh, except Paul, of course. I guess we've kind of met in a way. Yeah, uh, we've known each, we've known each other for years in a way. <laughs> in a weird, weird but yeah. Way. Yeah, yeah, we go way back. Uh, no, it's been a pleasure. I, if you ever, if I ever get a chance to fucking talk and talk for, forever about horror movies, I'll, I'll take it. In fact, I, I'd love to be back on some. Man, you're more than so, yeah. welcome. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, can I'll, suck I'll, to see it happening again. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We're trying to have all yeah, four yeah, of us here next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll be in touch with you, um, especially after this. I want to, I want to see what you, all three of you guys, think about Eel Dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you, you yeah. listen to the episode. We'll tell you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's true. I'll just listen to the episode. That'd be great. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'll, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I hope to be back sometimes. So. Yeah, man. You're more than welcome. technology guy but i ended up being able to do it too and we all learned it but yeah but we just did we didn't do much editing we just did one ep, one one long recording we didn't have any edits unless something really outrageous happened in the middle that we had to edit it out but it was just one long recording and we throw some filters on it and then and then add in some intro and outro music it probably took 20 minutes see that's that's how professional recording is done <laughs> 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 we're just a fuck up all the way through <laughs> yeah